The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hi, welcome in to a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Chilly day in eastern North Carolina. Should not have worn shorts today, but I did. And I'm paying the price because the legs are cold. Even though you have a hoodie on. I'm wearing a hoodie that is not protecting the old... Getaway sticks, Shirley Rose. <laughs> uh, but feeling well, sweatpants, Shirley is in the house. Feeling fine inside the uh, friendly confines of the Pirate Radio studios. Uh, we got a lot to get to on a Tuesday. Thanks for tuning in on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on 1250 at 930. We are online, PR927FM.com. And you can watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. A lot of great guests to get to today, including in about 20 minutes, we will talk to Harold Varner III, PGA Pro. He's a pirate. He is coming to the game on Friday, and he is coming to the game to see East Carolina beat Cincinnati. And if you tell him otherwise, he will punch you in the face. He is uh, more fired up than anybody I know for this East Carolina Cincinnati game and uh we will talk to him coming up in about 20 minutes and uh yeah he'll fire you up for the game on uh on Friday as the Pirates and Bearcats go at it 3:30 on ABC we'll be with you 11:30 a.m. on the Bud Light pregame tailgate uh taking you right up to that kickoff on Friday so looking forward to that Harold Varner the 3rd coming up a little later on billy weaver wants to join us and talk sports so we will oblige we'll talk to weave coming up at around 3:40 on today's show we've got one of my all-time favorite guests on the show at four o'clock si seymour we'll talk about the washington football team beating the panthers size fired up for ecu football but of course we will focus on pirate hoops which man last friday i was so jacked up the win uh over old dominion but the loss to davidson kind of put me back down to reality a little bit uh we'll talk about the four and two east carolina pirates as they got a big homestand coming up beginning on saturday so we will uh, talk about all that with si seymour at about four o'clock tony dunn usually joins us on fridays we'll be on the bud light pregame tailgate uh this friday and we will have Thanksgiving on Thursday, so we're going to get Tony in today, early in the week. Unfortunately, he'll be by the phone. I won't be able able to physically accost him like I did Chandler yesterday. Uh, might rub some salt in the wound a little bit, but we'll focus on the picks coming up at around 425. And at 5 o'clock, Stephen Igo Hoist the Colors joins us. We will... Uh, hear from Donnie Kirkpatrick and Blake Harrell at some point as they met with members of the media on Monday evening. So we got that for you as well as part of our Bud Light ECU report. I think that's everything. Shirley Rhodes is here. Chandler Honeycutt here as well. How we doing today, gang? What's up, Clipper? What's up? What's gang, up? gang, gang, gang. Uh, the Pirates taking on Cincinnati Friday, and that line has moved from. East uh, Cincinnati minus 14 to Cincinnati minus 13 and a half back to 
cincinnati minus 14 so the bearcats a two touchdown favorite over east carolina on friday you're going to start to uh now tonight you've got the unveiling of the college football playoff rankings so you've got this week and then championship week and that's about it right so uh these rankings are going to be important tonight for the bearcats seeing oregon lose to utah on saturday might move them up to top four i say might because there's still a chance i think mike uh, pointed it out yesterday that maybe they move uh michigan into the top four so that ohio state michigan matchup looks sexy on paper uh but one of those teams is going to lose this weekend so if you're cincinnati i I do think it's all there in front of you. you you probably still need georgia to knock off alabama in the sec championship give give alabama their second loss i don't think you get a two loss alabama team in the college football playoff uh don't rule it out but i just don't think you do so cincinnati could can use some help there go ahead and get ohio state to take care of michigan and then boom it's right there all in front of them a win over ecu and a win over houston in the championship they could be the first group of five team to play in the playoff now here in greenville we want to just take that completely out of the you know out of their hands and beat them on friday and send cincinnati plummeting in the rankings if you were asked at the beginning of the season what the spread would be for this east carolina cincinnati matchup what would you say the spread would be i probably was asked this and i probably said like 21 to 24 a lot higher than it is mm, yeah no doubt so a whole nother touchdown from where it is throwing right another touchdown yeah but that uh and honestly last week wager and i were talking about it you know wager and i had this line i think i said like 10 10 and a half he said maybe even lower like eight and a half nine and a half so we thought this line would be even lower. lower. Wow. I wonder if it, you know, Cincinnati really steamrolled SMU. And did that add a few points on? I don't know. But uh, Vegas says the Bearcats will take care of the Pirates coming up this Friday relatively easily. We shall see. I think the Pirates give them a game. I'm, uh, I'm excited about it. Uh, you can chime in if you'd like on the Facebook live chat. Sean says Michigan and Cincinnati lose coming up let's run some quick uh scenarios here so let's say cincinnati loses michigan loses oh wow that opens the door for notre dame i guess who is right there uh kind of in the mix um oklahoma state plays oklahoma if oklahoma state beats oklahoma rivalry week rivalry week rivalry Where's the um, AP coaches? Where is uh, where's Oklahoma State right now in the college football playoff rankings? Ben, how much of a chance do they have, do they have to jump up? Um, why do I keep getting the AP rankings? I don't want the AP rankings. I want the uh, college football playoff rankings georgia bammer oregon and of course this is all going to change so last week michigan was six michigan state they're going to take a huge drop after losing notre dame was eight oklahoma state was nine 
wake forest was 10 the whole top 10 it really is is going to look a lot different with wake losing with michigan state losing with oregon losing so i think your top four tonight is georgia bama ohio state three cincinnati four michigan five i think is what it's going to look like so and where did oregon drop after that shellac in this past weekend the well we six. find out tonight yeah but where do you think um go ahead and put one loss notre dame ahead and oklahoma state ahead so i'm gonna say they go to like eight or nine maybe even lower yeah so right now the teams vying for the playoff are georgia alabama ohio state cincinnati michigan notre dame oklahoma state i think that's that's your teams right now if bama loses to georgia in the sec championship i think they're gone now what if michigan beats ohio state how far does ohio state drop ohio state is spots maybe like not that much right no because i think they're looked at as the team that can give georgia the best game at this point yeah because right now georgia almost looks unbeatable with the way they play defense ohio state probably has the best offense put up 56 this past week against michigan state yeah and they seem to can do that whenever they want they uh can flip a switch offensively and just put up boatloads of points so anyway uh you'll have the rankings i guess come out tonight and uh and we'll we'll see more about that uh you can chime in on facebook live um if you would like to be a part of the show uh real quick ecu baseball schedule out we'll talk more about this with igo coming up later but man what a great schedule the pirates have put together this year uh it includes a very attractive lineup for the keith leclerc classic with uh michigan maryland indiana state so that's a uh, a fantastic uh field there for the keith leclerc classic also i love the series with north carolina we had this a few years ago where you play in greenville you play in chapel hill and then you uh play a neutral site game all in one weekend so that's going to be a lot of fun the neutral site will be in the middle on saturday i think they start that series in chapel hill and then they will end the series in greenville on sunday and the schedule says the location of that saturday game is in greensboro and the site is to be determined so so it could be like at greensboro college or uncg or whatever well that or would like be dumb no like it's got to be in the minor league hoppers, stadium yeah yeah well we'll see if i go knows uh the exact location of that game uh pirates get things started off at home against bryant friday saturday sunday remember that virginia regional east carolina yeah. was the three seed to the two seed bryant who came in like and they hit a million home runs and east carolina made uh easy work of them and then ended up winning that charlottesville regional uh, once again, Indiana State, Maryland, Michigan in the Keith LeClaire Classic. Kind of weird to have two Big Ten teams that are going to play each other before Big Ten play, but interesting. Uh, other games, St. Mary's. Is that like the St. Mary's from California coming all the way here? I don't know. Uh, that would be the uh, week uh, weekend of March 11th through the 13th. Pirates go on the road to College of Charleston uh, in March. They got VCU at home, and uh, all that is before they begin conference play. How about this midweek lineup? You, you got your annual trip to Bowie's Creek uh, in February against Campbell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duke, Virginia Tech, Radford, Old Dominion, 
Elon, UNCW, NC State, another one against Old Dominion, uh, UNCW, another one against NC State. So you're home and away with NC State. Uh, you got UNCW on the schedule and then that weekend with North Carolina. And uh, I believe I said Duke as well. That game will be at Durham Bulls Athletic Park on a 4 o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon. So you get the uh, the minor league uh, stadium there so a very very uh good schedule rpi wise for east carolina some attractive games for fans to come out and see beginning in february we'll have a little more on that with igo coming up later on in today's show all right uh what else i want to get to nfl news uh jason garrett has been fired as the giants offensive coordinator um he put up a goose egg last night did i see that or no they scored Uh but they lost i think he scored 10 points um i saw a tweet last night <clears throat> from alan bell it says let me present to you exhibit a uh the problem with the giants their senior off- offensive assistant this goes back to when i was talking about rob ryan last week like these guys just i don't know i don't want to take away a man's job or anything but like these guys stink as coaches and just get job after job after job i guess it's just part of the gig like it's part of the cycle there's some people that you know fail upwards yeah tennessee <laughs> volunteer fans cover your ears uh the senior offensive assistant for the giants is Derek dooley uh the senior defensive assistant is jeremy pruitt great getting all the tennessee guys in uh jason garrett was fired the guy there uh that i believe now is going to be handling the coordinator duties uh freddie kitchens who was ran out of cleveland <laughs> so <Jeez. laughs> it's like Jeez. why are you bringing all these guys in they stink these failures and the giants uh are awful awful um offensively and have scored the least amount of points i saw a stat today i can't remember to what it dates back to the last two or three years they have the least amount of points scored in the nfl uh redbeard i didn't want to even bring this up it's too early to talk about this we're in november no reason to talk about a game against Campbell in February, but he did want the over-under injuries on that garbage turf in Bowie's Creek. I mean, it's got to be two and a half, right? Over-under two and a half injuries. I know I'm just Duanye glad Duanye Duanye Williams Sutton didn't like it. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm just glad Duanye Williams Sutton doesn't have to play on it because he would just have something weird happen. One time it was like sliding. I think another time it had something to do with a swing that wasn't even turf-related, but he just had bad luck there. And he's not the only one. The Pirates have had some bad luck uh, was it there. Lane Hoover last year? There was somebody that got hurt last year in Bowie's Creek, and maybe it wasn't Lane Hoover. Maybe it was somebody else. I I, I could have swore there was somebody that maybe got caught in that turf and it yeah. kind of tweaked the ankle or tweaked the knee or tweaked the knees or something like that. But, Happens uh, every year, seemingly, when they uh, they go on the road and play there. Uh, any other NFL news and notes? This is not a joke question, Chandler. This is a real question. I was kind of in and out on the game Sunday. Did P.J. Walker play on Sunday? He did not. So, moving forward. He did sit right beside the offensive. Well, no. Um, Cam let him sit there? What? Nothing good? No, he's, like, he stood there on the sideline with his helmet on, like ready to go in the whole time, but he never got any action. So, moving forward, it's the Cam show. Yeah. All right. I mean, why not? Why not? I don't know. I'm not saying anything. I'm asking you questions. Why are you so defensive? But, I mean, you're like, you're moving Because forward. they signed him. P.J. Walker started. He played like, Cam played like eight snaps. 
And then there was talk of maybe you go two quarterback. That's why I'm asking you. God, one loss to Washington and you just get so defensive. I mean, I don't know. It's just the questioning about Cam. I mean, he's got five touchdowns in two games. He's Superman. Sometimes Superman dies. Superman's dead. Yeah, yeah, Superman's dead. Sorry, Chandler. There will be another Cam Newton. It's fine. We have. It's uh, fine. You know, we talking about the laughing stock of the NFL, and if the Panthers keep up, they'll be a part of that group. But uh, we will be playing the Miami Dolphins this Sunday, so looking to go back to 500 with a win in Miami. So we we shall see. Oh boy, coming in here Monday, if that's a loss, it's going to be <laughs> epic. We're going to have to have Shirley do the same thing I did to you. What molest me? Yeah. All right, sweet, awesome, <laughs> can't wait. Shirley will be superwomaning on Monday. It, all right, Shirley. You, you do know who your Miami Dolphins play Sunday. If the Dolphins Sunday. beat the Panthers, you have to do the exact same Look, thing. Look, I gave I up did. on the Dolphins a long time ago. I, gave I up forgot on my they team. were. Yeah. So, it, well, he gave up on the um, football team. This is how you get back into your team. They have you just give up on them. I just so happened to have to play the teams that. Oh, I two... hope the Dolphins beat you. Just so it would be back to back weeks of just giving you absolute hell. Well, gee, thanks. That is so great to hear. <laughs> we don't roast you because I want to give we, you hell. <laughs> we roast you because we like you. That's oh, true. That's if we didn't like you, we wouldn't even We wouldn't even acknowledge you. We would be super nice to you. We would just absolutely just well, please don't hover over me and breathe Chandler, on my neck and would, ask would, me if you like that. Would you rather <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Would you rather us really like you a lot? and treat you like garbage or hate you just despise you and treat you nice those are your options <laughs> there's no i'll go with that I'll, I'll, I'll go. <laughs> okay. I, I will go with what's going on I right am now so used to the people who like me harassing me endlessly that i honestly would become very suspicious if someone was nice to me i'd be like wait a minute what's the catch wait just a just second hold on all right steve rockford something fishy steve rockford giving out high fives as we go to timeout texas a&m beating butler 30 to 18 at the maui invitational sorry rock this one uh is not in hawaii where is this vegas i believe yeah i think it's in vegas so uh he couldn't couldn't get the hawaiian shirt deal going man going from hawaii to vegas that's pretty fun uh yeah i guess so not a bad place to have it right until you have to go back to texas all right let's wrap it up here we meant to do this yesterday we ran out of time things got a little disjointed at the start of the show so yesterday shirley said did y'all see this uh instagram post by gilbert arenas and immediately i like rolled my eyes like why do i care what gilbert arenas has to say because this guy is a complete loony loony bin loony bin man and then she started reading it and i was like all right i'm into this so this this comes back this is referring to sunday night is his name isaiah stewart yes all right so isaiah stewart gets elbowed by lebron i think it's one of those things where you kind of you've seen this before right where if you see blood you kind of react a certain way mm-hmm. so he, he might have tasted that blood and saw that lebron drew some blood on an elbow and then just went ballistic going after him trying to insane. trying to fight him i had eight guys holding him back he wanted a piece of the king 
so gilbert arenas reacted to this on social media and shirley you did a you, you decided to read it now you recorded this because it's very long and very difficult to read and well you i was reading it out loud to you and you said wait a minute you need to record this so and you also uh you had to bleep some words out hopefully you bleeped them all out i hope and while you were recording people kept coming in here bothering you which we'll hear that too right yes it's 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 basically uh me trying to record reading this tweet and it just went sideways all right so this is gilbert arenas's post read by shirley rhodes regarding the isaiah stewart lebron james incident there's the setup at the dot isaiah stewart hey brother i'ma just be real with you here speaker emoji pack all pack your winter jackets and boots because your ass is about to be traded to budapest three laughing emojis i don't know what type of bumbleclot blood got in your eye but you can't charge at the hashtag king like that on tv 100 emoji you will be drug tested at hashtag ti voice expeditiously laughing emoji just to make sure that rage ain't drug related We don't do that in the NBA. You probably haven't read the memo on fight attempts in the NBA. Number one, don't square up with at King James, at Easy Money Sniper ever, 100 emoji. Number two, them two light-skinned boys at Stephen Curry 30 at Clay Thompson on GS. Don't let your chest get puffy towards them or your ass is done. Smiley emoji with a halo. Number three, only two teams that's allowed to fist fight without any real penalties is wherever at Rajon Rondo and at CP3 at. Laughing emoji. Number four, wait till yo teammates get around you and then act tough for the crowd. Sell it like WWE. Perfect sign emoji. Prayer emoji. Is that a prayer emoji or high five emoji? I don't ever know what that is. Okay. That's it. Good luck moving forward, my man. Sleepy. I don't know if that's a sleepy emoji. Sleepy emoji. P.S. This was worse than the gun in the locker room situation. Laughing emoji. Some can say this was hashtag attempted murder. Smiley emoji with a halo. What kind of emoji is that? Excited emoji. Okay. Excited emoji. Only thing that can save you right now is MJ dropping episode 11 of The Last Dance and he edits all Scotty Pippen scenes out. Or Vanessa Bryant dropping hashtag the Mamba last season. 100% emoji. That's either a prayer or a high five emoji. Smiley emoji with a halo. If you think I'm bullshitting, ask Ineskanter. Yeah, but this is a Gilbert Arenas tweet. <laughs> is Instagram post. Is that Ineskanter? It's Ineskanter. Oh, Ineskanter. Okay. If you think I'm bullshitting, ask a. Oh. Ineskanter. Damn it. Got too close to the king. If you think I'm. 16, yeah. Turkish president been trying to catch his ass ever since. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to read. I just can't. Ineskanter? Okay. If you think I'm bullshitting, Ask at Ennis Cantor 11. He got too close to the king back in 2016, 2017, and the Turkish president been trying to catch his ass ever since. Running emoji. The f- is that? Hmm, emoji. Excited emoji. Emoji, smiley face. Oh, smiley. Can I finish? She's trying to record. Oh, sorry. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> f- up my bit. <laughs> 
Everybody return to their workstation. Can we leave that in if I bleep that out? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Damn it. What is that? Smiley emoji with a halo. And that's it. Wow. I get no Everybody I get no it? respect around here because I'm not kidding. Look, it same thing happened this morning. With me? No, not you. But the same thing happened this morning. I was trying to record something, and all of a sudden, people were coming in and talking, and I was just like, uh... Hello? Hello? Do y'all not see me? There's a mic in my face. Reading uh, Gilbert Arena's Instagram here. He not had, this he morning. He had a lot to say. And I say say, but he I meant to say type. Like, that was a lot oh, of typing. The, that yeah. was about, what, three and a half minutes long? Yeah, it was three and a half. Well, part of it, too, was me screwing it up. Thanks to people coming in talking to you, like it well, wasn't that, even and I don't, I don't talk. always know what the emojis are. But the people were coming here and talking to you, being like, "Hey, we're yeah," because Glenn like, comes Hello. in, he's talking away, and he's he's reading the tweet as I'm reading the tweet, and I'm like, That's "Yeah, what I'm, I'm doing. reading." I'm. He's like, "Oh, I didn't know you were recording." There's a mic in my face, <laughs> and then Troy comes in, he's like, "What are you reading?" And then he starts talking to Glenn. <laughs> then he starts talking to Glenn behind me, and I'm like. Guys, hello. Did you, did you hear what Troy said? Huh? What the bleep <laughs> no, was that? Not. He said it sounds it, lo- it sounds like somebody else's post that I know. Oh, 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 he oh. Said yeah, I faintly said it. Yeah. yeah, I faintly heard it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway. All right. Uh, so there you go. Now you're up to date on what happened. And yes, Gilbert Arenas is known for the guy that had the gun in the locker room. And he's the one trying to make sense out of all this. I do like his rules, though. You don't fight against LeBron. Don't square up against Steph and Clay. And the and only the, teams that can fight are teams <laughs> that, that have, have Rajon Rondo and, and CP3. So there you go. <laughs> the fighting rules of the association. All right, let's get a break in. We'll come back when we return. Harold Varner Third will join us. He's got him an RV. An RV. And he's coming to Dowdy Ficklin Stadium on Friday. We'll talk about that and more with the Pirate, the PGA Pro. That's on the way after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Well, Copy Pro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year, and they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All righty, right now we are going to talk to a special guest. He is the 87th ranked golfer in the world on the official world golf rankings. He is a Pirate PGA Tour Pro, and he'll be in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium coming up on friday and maybe more importantly more fun for him will be uh tailgating and coming in an rv to the game this friday harold varner the third joins us today on pirate radio live he joins us on the fixed nc live line harold thanks for your time how you doing today man 
I'm hanging in there. Uh, obviously, super excited. You know, obviously, it's about being thankful, and I'm thankful the Pirates are playing well. And you know, I just think we're we're going to beat Cincinnati. So, had this grand idea: we're going to rent an RV and drive up Friday morning. Yeah, and I, I want to get into that uh, first of all, Harold. Before I forget, how's the uh, how's the home life? Uh, you got a new addition to the family since we last spoke with you. It is awesome. Um, I mean, for everyone that's had a kid, I'm sure they understand. But uh, it's nuts. It's uh, it's something I, you know, you want to have, but like dealing with it's like way more fun. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Got a uh, 12-year-old. Enjoy every day, Harold. I'm sure a million people have told you this. They grow up fast, so enjoy every single day. Harold, uh, let's talk about the uh, the RV experience. So where are you, where are you going from? Uh, where are you coming from? What's the uh, road trip looking like for you? So we, uh, you know, I, I, you know I, I think it's pretty cool. I don't know. I uh, just woke up one day and I was like, dude, let's just take an RV to Greenville Lake kind of jokingly like two weeks ago and then uh we meet navy and uh just went on rv share and found this rv and you know i'm just super you know yeah it's gonna be awesome i don't know i don't really know what to expect but i just know i'm on the way we're gonna leave from charlotte friday morning and hopefully get there around 11 10 30 11 hopefully good stuff and uh last time we talked to harold it was uh it was before the season started i remember we were talking about the app state game in charlotte but uh man the, the pirates have come a long way and you were kind of ending your i guess your golf season right around the time football kicked off so you've been able to follow the pirates and uh and what a year harold i mean you are one of the most optimistic pirates but did you even have them winning seven eight games this year well i i feel like we're gonna win every game um <laughs> The thing about being a pirate, I, you know, it's obviously been, you know, pretty rough the last couple of years, you know, and everyone's good at complaining, but I just sometimes I get pissed off when we're not good at supporting. You know, you're basically banking off your excitement off of 18-year-olds, and what they need is just support. And if we're there, it means a lot. I don't think they get to voice their opinion about it a lot. I think they just play and try to do their job, which is, you know, that's what you're supposed to do as an 18-year-old, but as a 30-year-old that's been, you know, been a student athlete like get off your butt and support them you know it's important well said harold varner the joining us harold coming off a great year on the pga tour and uh made some noise postseason there how much fun is that harold when you're playing that postseason golf and uh you uh were able to advance to round two of the playoffs this year how much fun is that playing golf late in the year it's it's good obviously that's where you want to be but uh we, we missed one week so that was unfortunate um, but yeah, it was good. I finished well. I just wanna, I wanna win. You know, that's that's the key. You know, I just tried to get better. I feel like I'm getting better, and it'll happen. I just just hasn't happened yet harold the, the, the tour rolls on uh seems like there is no off season in fact i've heard some uh and seen some tweets of golfers saying hey can we can we get an off season a traditional off season like every other sport but how about you when are you back on the uh on the tour Harold? when are you gonna play again i'm gonna play the qb shootout um i want to say it's the weekend of the 12th so i'll play that um and then i probably won't play till palm springs not exactly sure yet, but you know, it's, at least my worries. I'm going to actually enjoy at least a couple of days. Absolutely. You know, every time, every time you say they, you know, you say that they're like, "Oh, you don't have to play." Like, how's that work? But, you know, <laughs> I think, yeah. 
Yeah, you, you got to uh, you got to get that check. So you kind of do, right? That's that's kind of how it works. There's not no guarantees. So I I just you know I voice my opinion, but I know what the answer's going to be. Right. Sort of how the torture answer a long time. You can say this is what I think should happen, but. Good luck. <laughs> Talking to Harold Varner the third, he joins us today on the Fixed NC Live Line, heading to Greenville for East Carolina Cincinnati. Thanksgiving coming up on Thursday. Harold, been asking all my guests this week. I'll ask you as a uh, a uh, I don't know country boy from North Carolina. What's your all time favorite side dish on the Thanksgiving table, Harold? My anything really. I'm I'm a big collard greens guy. I love me some greens. The ones are from the garden. I don't like the canned ones. It's kind of weird. I don't know. <laughs> so that's my favorite thing. But this year we're going to do a turkey on the green egg. And, you know, I don't really know how to cook. But the thing about cooking is you just do it and figure out what you did wrong and do it better next time. But I, I like my cheeses. Um, you know, you just cook it until the temperature's right to it tastes good. All right. It's, a, it's like a science experiment. We'll see if it works out at the end. And surely, finally, somebody says collard greens, and that somebody's Harold Varner III. Shirley's been waiting forever for that answer. I have never been so happy in my entire life. Just another reason like HV3, right? So there you go. If they're, uh, if they're not canned ones, man, they're so good. Yeah, you got to get them it's, out of the it's garden. It's got to be from the garden. It cannot be a canned one. We're, we're in agreement there. I understand that. They're like, they're the same. I'm like, no, whenever they come from out of the garden, like, your mom or your grandma like make sure they get off the stem and you don't have the stem to shoot me in your mouth all the time. <laughs> Harold's a pro at this, uh, just like he is gone. And I know exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> All right, Harold, uh, so you'll be here on Friday. Uh, I know uh, you're going to be having fun. Uh, try to stop by the Pirate Radio tailgate zone, Harold, on uh, Saturday. There'll be a lot of fun. Or on Friday, there'll be a lot of fun and a lot of great food going on there. So uh, while you're in town, make sure you drop by the uh, the Pirate Radio tailgate zone. I would love to, but, like, someone has to be the responsible one, which is pretty freaking crazy. Like, usually I'm not the responsible one. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know how that's going to work. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> All right. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What time does your uh, tailgate get started on Friday morning? Uh, we're, I want to get there by 1030. I'll, you know, just get there before the traffic gets going and just be settled in. And we're, we're going to win this freaking game. I wish I could use other words. But, uh, you know, like, I, I was excited. I just get excited about being at, e, at ECU for me because it obviously it changed my life and you know it gave me a lot of opportunity and it taught me a lot of things that it takes to be a man and how to grow up um so those things will live for me forever but it's pretty cool you know like once you start playing well you know it's like it's just a different atmosphere and i just want to be one that like you win or lose hey man i got you back that's like that's what it's about being a pirate you know it's just that's the way it's going to be and if we don't accept that challenge, then, you know, it's going to be tough to recruit. It's going to be tough to do things that we want as a as a school. We want to be the best team, but we don't want to do all the little things. And I think we have great leadership, which we're trending in that right direction. And, Harold, this is a cliche, uh, but I did feel this way when East Carolina got their sixth win. All the struggles kind of make the success that much sweeter. You can probably relate that to the golf course as well, but – you know, I'm not saying I want to do, have another seven-year hiatus from a bowl game, but, man, uh, those years of wanting it when it finally happened made it really sweet last week, and then the Pirates followed that up with another win uh, against Navy on Saturday. That's what it's about, being a Pirate. Hang in there, hang through the battles. You know, nothing's easy, but, like, it's worth it. So, yeah, it sucks. Like, who likes losing? But, like, 
at the end of the day, Harold, uh, have you looked at the bowl uh, destinations? Uh, could be. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I have not. No. Okay. Same way guys the bowl. I just want to beat Cincinnati. This is my bowl game. Uh, <laughs> I like it. I, I, I'm taking Mike's little, you know, one game at a time. <laughs> All right. One game is a big deal, and we're gonna just we're gonna celebrate something great. On Friday. All right, Coach Varner's only looking at Cincinnati. I like that, Coach. All right. Yeah, uh, let's end their let's end their spirits of getting in the freaking oh man. And everyone knows they shouldn't be there. So let's just let's just end it. Make sure the college football playoffs are done right. Get the right teams in there. Oh man, this is gonna be awesome. Harold's jacked up, got me ready for game day now. Harold, I, I will bring this up. Uh my Washington football team knocked off the Panthers on Sunday. Uh, a little solace in that. I know you're a big Rivera guy. So, uh, so what'd you think of that game on Sunday? Yeah, it, um, yeah. It's the first time I've been to a Panthers game and we lost. And I was like, happy, not happy we lost, but just happy for Ron. You know, we've been become really good friends. Stephanie's been great. Um, he got me tickets this week and her last week, and it's just, you know, it is what it is. You know, it, it, you know, everyone just says it's a business, and you just kind of take it one day at a time type thing <laughs> um but yeah it happened i couldn't believe it i thought we were going to win for sure it was good to see cam back though it was pretty electric he can sell some seats i can tell why we brought him back <laughs> that's for sure no doubt about that he had the place rocking and uh panthers coming up short but ron rivera going back to charlotte joey sly a bunch of panthers on that team harold as you know going back to bank of america and getting a win yeah uh yeah, it's uh, awesome. <laughs> well, maybe you'll see your team win on Friday. In fact, Harold says ECU will win on Friday against Cincinnati. Going to be bringing the uh, an RV into Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. That's going to be exciting. So, Harold, uh, good stuff, man. We'll uh, have a great uh, Thanksgiving and and a great holidays. We'll try to catch up with you after the new year and uh, and talk some more golf with you. But I know you're fired up for these Pirates coming up on Friday. Yes, sir. We're going to get it done. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Harold. There's Harold of Varner III joining us. And heard a lot of people uh, who are optimistic about this game coming up. Uh, but no more uh, optimistic than that pirate, Harold Varner III, who says, mark it down. East Carolina gets the win, knocks off Cincinnati, and ruins their Thanksgiving weekend and their plans for a college football playoff. Uh, great to catch up with the pie. Just such a normal dude. Uh, when you talk to Harold Varner III, it's like talking to one of your buddies. Yeah, and that conversation between you two was like listening to a conversation that wasn't meant to be on the radio. It sounded like you were at lunch and said, hey, let me see what Harold's up to. Let me see if he's coming to the game. That's exactly what it sounded like. And, you know, I've heard from many people that have met Harold and – he's nothing but just your regular joe for whatever reason every time i line him up on the show if i try to get him like in advance it doesn't work out but this is the second time where i have sent him a message and he responds in like 10 minutes and says yeah i can do it right now can you do it right now so i'm like yeah let's do it so uh uh, spur of the moment kind of thing there with Harold Varner the third who will be here on Friday. You know what's really cool about Harold, and you know I don't follow golf. I I'm just not, and I've never been a golfer. I mean, the closest thing I ever come to it is mini golf, you know, putt putt, whatever. Um, but I like the fact that he doesn't. 
you know, he's not, um, I, you know, he's his personality is so different than those other professional golfers. You know, like the other professional golfers are pretty, you know, um, I'm trying to think of the word. And what it's are you saying? Me. Serious? No, yeah, they're they're a lot more serious. I feel they like don't feel like they're. I, they don't, I agree. Some, sometimes they don't feel like they're approachable. I agree, but I feel like there's been a turn of like now the golfers are more relatable than they have been in years past, and yes. I think Harold's part of that. Yeah, he's yeah, one I of do. Those guys yeah in the way and i i just uh you know i like the fact that he has stayed grounded um you know of course there was that famous interview where he talked about how you know he did well in a golf tournament and he said i'm gonna go home tomorrow and cut my my mom and dad's grass and you know the fact that he's so grounded like that i just you know it's just refreshing no doubt uh he is a uh, genuine regular dude and uh happy that he is a pirate and will be here coming up this weekend let's get a break in we'll come back we'll wrap up the hour with billy weaver my co-host on the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show what a what a year to bring in weaver for his first year on the fifth quarter he's brought some winning so no kidding gotta we keep gotta him around we need to make sure memes is back in the house on friday the good luck charm uh weaver's mom has been bringing us some victories yes so gotta bring back memes all right let's uh take a time out come back more to go on pirate radio live after this listening to hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show welcome back for the latest uh breaking news interesting stories and awesome contests that can make you a winner be sure to follow pirate radio on our social media on facebook twitter and instagram at pr 927 fm join the close to fifty thousand followers today at pr 927 fm now let's head back into pirate radio live here is your host clip rock all right uh trying to hook up with billy weaver we'll see if we can get him on before we wrap up this hour he's um, too busy selling cars maybe he's got a sale going on uh shirley was struggling with what to say about harold varner last segment mike says uh what shirley was trying to say about hv3 is golf swing emoji 100 emoji (laughs) (laughs) yeah is it a high five or is it praying i don't know which one like there's two of them there's one with that and then there's one with that but it's got like these little marks around it so i don't know is that the high five one or is that the prayer i don't know i don't know i've only seen prayer and what's the Chandler? you're a young guy what do you send emo- what, what are your favorite emojis? I, I i think about oh what is my favorite emoji what are you sending to the ladies oh sorry the uh did i say that out loud what did you say <laughs> i just went she just <laughs> scoffed oh wow she's just a scoffer a scoffer i giggle snorted we got a scoff over here hey i don't know man look uh i don't have to use emojis oh what does that mean you are so full of it you do (laughs) you use your words or you just use my actions oh (laughs) 
right, now I want to know what are your actions. All right, slick. Little last time. Something similar to what you did to me yesterday. <laughs> just oh, so you're flashing people as you're <laughs> just. Uh, who's, who's saying a uh, little last talk and a lot more action? That would be Toby Keith. I don't think so. I've, I've How much you want to bet? Oh, a little less talking is a lot. You might be right, but I don't think. Damn it, Shirley's right. Shirley is correct. Shirley is the music pro. I shouldn't have questioned you. I apologize. It's That's, okay. It's all right. Don't. I have been questioned more times than I can count. Who's saying it's all right? It's all right. It's all right. She moves in mysterious ways. That would be you too. That is correct. Bono. Impromptu uh, music trivia. Since Billy Weaver didn't answer his phone, we got Cy Seymour coming up at four o'clock. Tony Dunn to make some picks coming up at around 425. Stephen Igo in the 5 o'clock hour. So we had Harold Varner just a little while ago. Great way to start the show. Which is now my hero because he did pick my favorite side dish for Thanksgiving. Collard greens. Collard greens, and they have to be the, out, of the the, out of the garden. It can't be in a, in a can. Yeah. We got Cy coming up. Well, Harold wanted me, wanted me to, like, I, I got pretty excited and fired up for the game size gonna get you fired up for basketball mm-hmm. and then you got i go what are you saying i'm saying that's a letdown <laughs> <laughs> wow wait we're, don't tell i go i said that though. we're trying to keep people <laughs> so we're gonna get you your your you want to be consistent a, a major high but we gotta we gotta get you back down we gotta tap the softly. wait wait yeah. wait no 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 you 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 gotta address it but then you got to tap the brakes a little bit, mm-hmm. so you got to be consistent. Mm-hmm. We won't. We won't. Troy Dreyfus is yeah. a lot like Troy Dreyfus. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Season. I feel yeah. like I've been consistent yeah. this year. I love yeah. how that ends. How the uh, the five o'clock hour go yesterday without me? Everything goes smooth. It went swell. Great, good. So does that mean I can miss more days moving forward? No. Uh, all right. Well, I gave it a shot. You know how Troy has this thing about time. Yeah. You know, where's the time going? He doesn't understand the concept of time. Yeah. Including what time we're supposed to get out of the show. In the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as his former producer on Live at Five, that was always an issue. I'd be I'm just like, it's at, six o'clock. No, we, we got to play one more thing. Nobody loves to uh, start a story at 5.59 like Troy D. <laughs> like, dude, we can do this tomorrow. I got to like, go home. I'm like, let's go. It's six o'clock. Uh, got to go. How was Lily's uh, induction ceremony? Fine. Into the beta Just club? Just fine. Yeah. Now, is the beta club, we, we talked about this yesterday, the beta club is for good grades? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but during the presentation yesterday, they also talked about being uh, friendly and being kind. Role, 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 model, role models of the school. Learning... Um, you know, leadership and learning. I mean, it has a standard, and you have to rise to that. Heard you say that yesterday. Because the standard is what wins. So it, it, it encapsulates quite a few things, but um, okay. You know, I was very well because I was curious. I asked about it yesterday. I didn't know what Beta Club was because when I was in high school, I mean, I I was in the FBLA, but what is? Oh, that's future business leaders of America. Yeah, future. Troy thought I was in the FFA because apparently he thinks all people in Farmville farm. I was not. Uh, see if that's Weaver. We got one minute. Oh yeah, that's right. If that's Weaver, we got one minute to talk to him. I was in Beta Club. Were you? I was. What did you do there? What did I do? Yeah. Um, we had meetings. 
<laughs> did you attend those meetings? I did. Okay. I don't know if I attended any of mine. That's oh, I can't we even remember. We would go to the state conventions. Conventions. Oh yeah. man, those were fun. And if she ever gets the chance to go to Greensboro, she will have a great time. All right. Wait, good. is that where you? No, that was in Nashville, right? That was Nashville. You, wait, when you spent like five hundred dollars <laughs> on the kiosk I, that, guy? That was a beta club convention. <laughs> So all you did in Beta Club was, was spend five hundred dollars. It wasn't five hundred dollars. It was a hundred and fifty. Jeez, that's still a lot of money for a high school kid. It is. It was more than that, wasn't it? I no, thought it was more 160? than one hundred and sixty. No, five hundred. No, no. So you a hundred and sixty? Okay. Yeah. Was that's it, still was a it, lot of money? But was it two hundred? Nah, one hundred and sixty. Sold. 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 It was 160 right. for the right. face cream. This is like trying to make a deal with Billy Weaver at Brown and Wood. <laughs> we've, we've got like two minutes. We are going lightning round with you. First of all, how you doing? Doing good. I was trying to sell a car. So y'all called and sorry to get your car. That's what we thought. That, that, no problem at all. <laughs> uh, we, we can wait for you. Uh, Weave, East Carolina, a 14 point underdog to Cincinnati. What do you think about that line? Pirates win. They cover the spread. They not only cover the spread, they win by 21. No, I'm just kidding. Whoa. Um, <laughs> I just figured if we're going lightning around, let's make it exciting. <laughs> um, yeah, I, You know what? 14-point spread is not as bad as I thought it would be. You thought it would be more? I thought it would be more just because the Pirates never get any respect. It doesn't matter how many they've won. It doesn't matter how well they're playing. The Pirates just never get a whole lot of national respect. But then again, Cincinnati's not getting a whole lot of respect either. I mean, they're getting a lot of talk, as they should, because, you know, they're number four in the rankings right now. They're undefeated. They've got a chance to be a spoiler, get in the college football playoffs and all that. So they're getting a lot of attention. I just don't think there's a whole lot of respect for either one of these teams nationally. But that doesn't mean anything because – the game's going to take care of itself. I think it's going to be an exciting game. I think the Pirates, you know, Clip, you and I, we all have talked about, you know, this is it's kind of primed and ready. You know, is is Cincinnati primed for an upset? Because uh, all the pressure is definitely on them. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be a good ball game in the 14 points. I think I'd take East Carolina in that 14. Now, whether or not they win, that's another thing, but I think I'd take the spread. I kind of like the, the points as well. I kind of like the Pirates side on this one. All right, um, Billy, I gave up on the football team, and apparently I might have done that a little too early. How about that win on Sunday? Two wins in a row, and they spoil the Cam Newton homecoming and win it for Ron Rivera's homecoming. How about Heineke? Heineke! Yeah, I I would have thought that if if you gave me the choice realistically of the two quarterbacks, even though Cam is is rusty, still doesn't know the whole playbook. Still back at Carolina, it's a little bit different and all that. But if you took me, if if you had to uh, make me take one of the quarterbacks in that matchup, I would have taken Cam. But Heineke looked great. I mean, he really did. And we've seen, you know, he's not he's. He's not a flashy quarterback. He's not uh, a guy that's going to go out and dominate games. He's not going to be a Hall of Famer by any means. But he's a confident quarterback. He's you know when he was making plays, uh, you know he was excited. Uh, the team gets excited around him. I mean, we know what Chase Young feels about him, obviously, and and I hate that you know Chase is out for the rest of the season. That's a big, big blow for uh, uh, for Washington's defense. But they played well, and you know what? In this NFC, they're still in the hunt. 
Yeah, uh, and they got a their game uh, game where they're favored coming up Monday night actually against the Seattle Seahawks. So still an opportunity for them. We've did we ask you last week what's your uh, I think we did, but what's your favorite uh, side dish at Thanksgiving? No, you didn't. But my favorite side dish is mashed potatoes and gravy. Okay, you gonna be uh, enjoying that this Thursday? I will be. I'm actually make. I, I cook a little bit, mm. so when we go to family dinner, I have to kind of feel like I've uh, contributed in some sort of way. And I do deviled eggs, um, and I like those too. Those are really good. Um, but yeah, mashed potatoes and gravy. And it's it's funny that you say that because I actually uh, was listening. Um, I don't know. It was to some national TV show or something. They were talking about uh, a poll for the favorite sides. And mashed potatoes and gravy is, like, number one nationally, if you can believe that. And, and evidently, here in the South, it's stuffing or dressing, whichever you want to call it. Yeah, I, uh, I go with dressing, my grandma's dressing. But, uh, yeah, big fan of the taters. And uh, big. I'm a fan of deviled eggs, too, Weave. I know that not everybody gets down with those, but I, I like, I'm a fan of those. All right, so if I made some of those and brought them in on Friday for game day, you'd be good with it for the post-game show? You'd be good with that? Um, I think a day old deviled egg would be okay. No, I'm talking about no. I wouldn't do that to you, man. I'd make them fresh. Oh well, hell yeah, bring it in. Yeah, I'd make them on uh, on Friday. Probably be Friday morning since I'm going to the game. But I mean, that's fresh. Yes, I, I will absolutely eat two or three of those. All right, there you go. Count me in. Chandler's got a thumbs up. I think Shirley's not. No, she's not a fan. So more for us. Not it. Not an egg fan. There you go. Weaver, we'll uh, we'll see you Friday afternoon into Friday evening on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show regular season finale, but we got one more of these coming up with a uh, bowl game we Yeah, that's going to be fun. It'd be interesting to see where the Pirates go for a bowl game. And, and you know what? Any bowl that gets East Carolina and gets the fan base is going to be happy uh, because this fan base is going to be juiced, especially if East Carolina can pull off, uh, pull off the big upset at the end of the year. Eight wins going into the bowl game. Can you imagine the excitement around this program and how many people will show up at whatever bowl game it is, especially if it's a drivable bowl game, which is a few of those uh, that that could be possible, uh, possibly in play. Looking forward to it. We will uh, talk all about it Friday. We'll kind of recap the game, the season, and also uh, the bowl game that we could be going to, Shirley. Yeah, absolutely. And a quick question, Billy, before we let you go. Can we get memes back in the house for our watch-along close to the end of the game? Yeah, we'll have to see if we can do that because she's she's had an outstanding time there. She says she loves you guys to death, and she has never had so much fun, and she's been the lucky charm. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like... Uh, you know, the old pair of socks. And I hate to call my mother an old pair of socks. <laughs> <laughs> you just did. <laughs> you don't go away from your lucky socks. I mean, it's, it's, she's going to kill me. I, I understand what you're saying. It just kind of came Man, out wrong. Why did you say that about me? <laughs> hey, at least I didn't say a holy old pair of bundles. <laughs> Oh, man, that's great. Wee, thanks for joining us, man. All right, man, we'll see you. Later on. If you keep Billy long enough, he'll say something he regrets. Such a sweet lady, too. <laughs> oh, that old pair of socks that sits in the corner. <laughs> hey, what's up there, old pair of socks? John says Billy with the could you imagine drop in honor of Troy D. Yeah. All right, let's uh, get a break in. We'll come back. I'm watching basketball. 
Butler taking on <laughs> tell it. Texas A&M. And Texas A&M has a 10-point lead with 8.27 left to go in the game. And I got Butler. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll ride oh it out here. See what happens. All right, uh, we'll talk some hoops when we return with Sa Sibor. He joins us on the other side after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live save lives be a hero and make seven hundred dollars your very first month donating plasma at griffles biomat usa it's the easiest way to make extra money start now at biomat usa on 505 south memorial drive make up to seven hundred dollars in a month and save lives now at griffles biomat usa a better donor experience and better pay now back to the show welcome back eastern north carolina's choice for window tinting signs graphics wraps graphic design and more is signs and tent be sure to stop by their office at 801 staten road in greenville or you can uh, book an appointment online at signsandtent.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clipper Up. All right, quick look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Right now, Texas A&M has a 50-42 to 42 lead over Butler. Coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, Houston, Wisconsin. Houston uh, playing a great non-conference schedule there in the tournament there, and we'll get the Badgers uh, coming up later on today. Tonight, number one versus number two. That would be Gonzaga taking on UCLA. So, great night of hoops coming up tonight. Do we have action on this Tuesday? What do you think, Chandler? Yes or no? Tuesday night, you got to have some Check action somewhere. yes or no. Who's, I'm checking yes. <laughs> All right. Chandler checks yes, and the answer is yes. Yes. Buffalo at Ball State and Western Michigan. Uh, at Northern Illinois. So we do have some action on this Tuesday night. So some football and some hoops coming up uh, on this eve. Let's talk some... Oh, yeah. Presented by Dub Up. By the way, tomorrow night, they're going to have a uh, party tomorrow night to get your Thanksgiving weekend started. I believe Mikhail Buck is going to be there again. He was there Saturday night. Enjoyed him Saturday night at the Buck. Uh, And there's also some other artists going to be there. And in between sets, guess who? DJ Captain Morgan. DJ. Going to be spinning the tune. So go to the Buck tomorrow night. Uh, the After night sports trivia. After sports trivia. Uh, right there near AJ's. So. Wednesday night before Thanksgiving is a great reunion night, hangout night, party night. So we'll wrap up at AJ's around 945. Right after that, head on over to the Buck. Yep. And Dude. then cure your hangover with that turkey and dressing and all the great stuff for Thanksgiving. Deviled eggs. De- I love a deviled egg. <laughs> Shirley's face when you say deviled egg. Deviled egg. I, I don't like eggs. So, any kind of egg. You know what I love? Well, that's not egg siding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll just move along there. All right. Days uh, in. I had a size, joke. Size on hold. I had a joke, but I know when to go out on a high note, and we're going to leave on that one. All right, let's head out to the Fixed NC Live Line, talk some hoops and more with the color analyst on ESPN+. Plus. For ECU home games this basketball season, he is Cy Seymour. Cy, how you doing today, man? We're doing good, buddy. We, Cliff, everything's fine. We 
I love it when we got everything going on. I mean, you got football, you got basketball. It's just a lot of fun right now. Uh, everybody's getting going pretty good right now for the Pirates. Basketball starting up and football's ended strong. So yes, sir. And uh, and Cy, you you uh, you believe this team could do something? Uh, this football team could do something in 2021 and sure enough seven wins uh, in the win column and looking for number eight when they take on cincinnati on friday and so si, we talk a lot of basketball with you but i know you're excited about what mike houston and his squad's doing you know it's so funny when you talk to people that really really study it they were saying you better get these games these wins early because at the end of the season it's just too tough a schedule but that houston's ripped off four in a row <laughs> <laughs> and he's really done a good job with his ball club. And to beat Navy, I, I know their record's two and seven, but to beat Navy on the road on Senior Day, that's a heck of a win. That, that's a great win for their football team. And they're playing good. I mean, they're doing a lot of good things, and they believe in themselves. And that's a tribute to your head coach. That's a that's a tribute to Mike Houston in that those kids when they play Saturday or excuse me Thursday coming up or Friday whenever it's Friday they'll be ready to play. And and they will believe they're going to win that football game, and that's the way they're going in every one. And to do that late in the year is a really, really tribute to the coaching staff and the head coach because this time of year everybody's tired, and he's got his team peaking. He's he's really good at that. He's a good coach, and give credit to his kids and his players. And uh, people need to get out and support this ball club. Cy Seymour joining us, Cy, while we're talking football. Uh, somehow, some way, since we last spoke, Washington has won two games in a row, including Sunday in uh, in Charlotte against Cam and the Panthers. And Cy, did that fire you up a little bit on Sunday? Well, yeah, well, I, I'm so used to them, you know, being in these big playoff games. They beat the first of all, they beat the World Champ. Let, let's get real; they they beat Tampa Bay solidly, and their best player got hurt, but they just moved right on. And then they come back and. I get the expansion team, what do they call it, the Carolina Panthers? <laughs> with the Carolina Panthers. Expansion uh, team. problem there. And so, you've got to give credit to the Washington football team. They're playing extremely well in the in the month of November, which is a good sign for their football program. That's what I, I heard uh, a former player say that on the radio side. It's uh, – it's not about what you did in September, October. How are you playing in November? And uh, this team's playing pretty well right now. I hate it that they're starting to make me believe again so it can all come crashing down again, but that's the way it goes. That's the way it rolls. Cy, uh, man, we were almost, we were about a half a basketball away from having a fantastic trip down at, at Myrtle Beach, but instead the Pirates finish at one and two with a win over Old Dominion where they looked really good and then a couple losses to good basketball teams in Oklahoma and Davidson and and man the first halves the the Pirates have played I was there uh their last home game against Western Carolina when they rolled up all them points uh was a 58 something like that in the first half and then they uh, have a great half against Oklahoma. They're down by just one. Great first half against Old Dominion, and they finished that one. And then, man, a double-digit lead against Davidson at halftime, and the Pirates just couldn't hold on, struggled in the second half, and lost it. But we're seeing so we've seen plenty of signs side that say this is going to be a, a fun basketball team to watch. I just wish they could have closed out one of those other games there in uh, Myrtle Beach. Well, yeah, it, it's better. I listen. ECU led 31 out of the 40 minutes against Davidson. Mm, yeah. uh, with, with a minute and 27 left, they're, they're down two points, ECU. With a minute and 27. Uh, and, and they led by 11 in the first half. 
And the second half just couldn't throw it in the ocean, had a very difficult night shooting the ball. Well, in the second half, had a very difficult night. But there are a lot of good things. The difference between this year, you're talking about a, a few mistakes, whereas you're not saying, oh, my gosh, this program, can they win? You're just saying if they do this, if they don't go one for five at a stretch in the free throw line, if they don't go, if they hit a three, this is that close. To, and listen, by the way, RPI, real time, I know this is nothing to anybody, but RPI right now, real time, Davidson's ninth in the country. They are, Look, they beat you with a 6'10 kid, a 6'9 kid, and a 6'7 kid, all foreign kids. They got 50 of their 75 points. So they got two-thirds of their points, those three guys. And they were the real deal. This was not a fluke. These kids were 6'9", 6'10", and 6'7". The kids 6'7", had 25. The other two had 15 and 10. They are a good basketball team. And Bob McKillop is not Mickey Mouse. He is a tremendous basketball coach. And in that second half, he did a good job defensively. We Things just didn't go. And look, you thought it was going to be close either way. It just didn't go down our way down the stretch. But to give up on this team this early, no, you can't do it. You still you still uh, don't have tabs who could really be another big-time scorer for you. Your, your big kid, Frank, who is playing good, is limited in minutes because he's coming back from an injury and he's, he's still not fully in shape to go a long period of time. So there's a lot of things with this ball club that are extremely good. Tristan Newton's playing lights out. I think Trey Mott's played well. Suggs gives you good minutes. He just had a bad night the other night, but he's a, he's a good player. So this is not a time to, to panic. It's a time to stay with them and pull for them. DeBoe played well. But to lose to Oklahoma and Davidson, is not a, it's not – that's not an embarrassing sight. No, really good. No, you just and, and the frustrating thing is you're in those game size, so you want to win them. And and you mentioned all the returners there a moment ago, and I, I was on the road Sunday, so I did not see one second of the Davidson game. I was able to follow it, but so I'm kind of speaking uh, everything up to that game. But we, the newcomers have looked good, the freshmen, and we'll get to them. But one thing we've talked about over the years, Si, is can East Carolina develop players? It seems like we had so many guys that that played well their freshman year and and just never got better and and how about you know the Tristan Newton this year and, and you just rattled off all those names what I like size the guys who did stick with it stick here are back for another year all seem to have gotten better over the offseason that's a very positive sign for that's, Joe Dooley and the staff right. look how much lose you to bow how about much better right all these guys are playing better they're upperclassmen and they're playing well. So, yeah, you, you're right. And then I'm telling you, R.J. Felton is a treat to watch. Brandon Johnson could be really consistently right now has probably been the best big man. Yeah. So, yeah, you got to love where we're headed. We're just not there yet. But I will say this. This league this year, I mean, let's get real. Cincinnati plays India, uh, India, uh, Illinois last night on a neutral floor who's 14th in the country and beats by 20. Blew them out, yeah. Uh, yeah so, so, they're 14th in the country. Then you look up, and Houston is beating everybody, taking them to the woodshed, especially Virginia the other night. They, they crushed them. And then they beat Baylor bad last night. And then you got Memphis. That's three teams that could possibly be in the top 15 teams in the country right now. This is this is a special league when it comes to basketball, and we're not even counting the Wichita State. We're not counting the uh, the Tulane, who's picked right with ECU down near the bottom, who goes to Florida State this last week and loses fifty nine fifty four at Florida State, and that's your last place team or next to last 
preseason prediction. So I, this is a really good league, and, and you better bring it. And Joe Dooley's right. He's trying to bring them on. He's trying to see who's what. And he lost against two good teams, Oklahoma and Davidson. So not a time to get upset. It's a time, like I say, it's a time to say, man, you better bring it every night because this is a good league. And so I'm excited about where we are. We just need to get tabs healthy to help us out because you're talking about three to four points and we win these ball games. Well, Si, that's the most popular question around right now. When do you think we see uh, tabs suit up for East Carolina? Well, the truth is, I, and I know this is an awful answer, but this is the answer you get. It's, it's literally a day-to-day decision. Uh, and it really is. This is coming from Coach Dooley. It is a situation where he was practicing, look, things look good, then it's the knee swole up, so you got to take him off, you check him, and everything's fine. You, everything's fine. But there were a few things they saw, and we said, we need to rest him a little bit longer. And this has just happened in the last two weeks. So it's day to day for Coach Dooley talking to doctors, and you can't you can't move too quickly with him. But I'm gonna tell you, Clip, and I have seen him when he was moving. He's 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 tough. I mean, he's a different level tough. We just got to get him well, and and you got to be patient with it. You'll be uh, seeing and hearing a lot of Cy Seymour coming up because the Pirates play Coppin State coming up Saturday at 1 o'clock. And then after that, Old Dominion the following Tuesday, Gardner-Webb Saturday, December 4th, and then uh, North Carolina A&T on Tuesday, December 7th. So a lot of Pirate basketball there at home in a span of, of about a week or so. And saw that Old Dominion game, go ahead and circle that one. Things got chippy between the Monarchs and the Pirates at Myrtle Beach, and now you get to see them so quickly after that. Uh, there's a nice little rivalry on the court between those two teams. I'm looking forward to that one coming up next Tuesday. Yeah, they are much better than the score. But that was a good basketball. Listen, they have talent. Uh, Jeff Jones is sick, was not there. That's always tough when your head coach is not there. But they are talented, and, and you're right. That thing got chippy, and it'll be chippy in Greenville too. So you, the crowd needs to get out and support this ball club because that's going to be a ball game, I can tell you. And they've got talent. It wasn't that they didn't have talent. Their bigs get good position. They're very physical, very physical. And the guards were physical with each other uh, that night. It, yeah. was, it was a tough game. And then Tristan Newton, he seems like he's always got a smile on his face. That guy put the ball in his chest, and and Tristan, after that, just decided to take the game over. So he'd rather, I guess, do his talking with his play than uh, than anything else. That, that was fun to see, Si. Yeah, he did. He he answered a different way. <laughs> he did and tore him up, and that was a really good effort by him. And uh, so that will help ECU. Uh, Tristan's just growing up, but he he needs help. There needs to be other kids to step up. Yeah, and uh, still kind of waiting. And I guess uh, yesterday or the last game we did see uh, Vance Jackson uh, have twelve points, eleven rebounds. We still haven't had a real like Vance Jackson game, and then maybe maybe we won't because the the players around him have gotten so much better. It's, it's Tristan Newton's team, it looks like right now, but still kind of waiting on that Vance Jackson breakout game side. Do you think we'll we'll get one of those coming up? Oh yeah, I do. I think he will. I think he's playing hard. Like I said, we, we're we're disappointed. He had twelve points, eleven rebounds. I mean, right? Yeah, he, he'll get more. He he's going to do a better job. He's learning too, uh, Joe Dooley's system. So it takes a while, but Jackson can shoot it, and he's a player. Uh, and, and I like what we've seen. Like you said, out of the young kids, I I think you'll see more and more growth as time goes on. And like you said, it helps. 
see, you didn't have a chance to practice any. Let's let's you, you know, like Friday, Saturday, and then skip. I mean, excuse me, Thursday, Friday, skip sun, Saturday, and play Sunday. So you didn't get time to really work on things that they needed to work on. And there's a lot of new faces in there. So that that's something that will help when you've got time to work with your ball club. Talking to Cy Seymour, what a great time of the year, Cy. Games on the, this feast week in East Carolina was kind of a part of that last week with uh, a lot of tournaments going on, things like that. So it's wall-to-wall college basketball. I know tonight you got number one versus number two, Gonzaga taking on UCLA, kind of the, the headliner tonight. But, man, there, there's a lot going on, Cy. Are you watching all these uh, tournaments going on across the country? Yes, I, I'm blurry out. I'm watching and recording when our league plays. I mean, yeah. that's, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm trying to, to see what our league does and, and trying to – and our league is impressive. I'm just telling you. Uh, we, I've recorded uh, Wichita State, saw them a little bit. They are just as good and just as tough as they were. And then I watched Memphis, and they're scary. The team that really surprised me, uh, it, it was uh, Cincinnati. It's not a surprise. Wes Miller from Memphis Coast. Yeah. And he got those kids playing, and they're dangerous. So they, they are really good. So it, it's just a good league. And, you know, I'm leaving out, you know, uh, all, so many good teams that I just had that chance to look at. I guarantee when you get down to it, SMU's going to be good. They got, you know, they got the conference player of the year back so they're they're good it's just a fun league kind of scary when you think about cincinnati and their their dna since we've known them size been like a tough physical hard-nosed basketball team and then they bring in the scrapper west miller to add even more toughness and scrappiness to it so they're going to be uh, a tough out and and it's kind of one of those things if you're going to get them uh you know if they're down you might want to do it early because i, I could see him building something there I think, it's, first of all, I think here's how I look at I'm looking at it from a professional point of view. Wes Miller did a tremendous job at UNCG. I mean as good a job as you can do. And what he did, he was patient and took the right job. Cincinnati is a great job. He took it at the right time, and it is a tremendous – really, it's a great place to go. I mean, that place is packed, and they love their basketball. And he didn't replace the man that went to UCLA. Right. He took the man after the guy went to UCLA. That's, and that's how you do it. And, and, and he is doing a good job, and, and he's bound for great things there. He's just a really good coach. Very good point, Si. You don't want to replace the, the winner. You want to replace the guy after that. And uh, Wes Miller able to do that. Love talking hoops with Si Seymour. Si coming up next for the Pirates. It is Coppin State. And again, after that, Old Dominion. We'll get to see Tim Kraft, former East Carolina assistant back here when Gardner-Webb comes to town. And then North Carolina A&T, a nice four-game stretch. And then uh, we had Joe Dooley in here a few weeks ago, Si. And we were talking about uh, the NBA a little bit. I told him I was a Hornets fan. He said, man, you should come to Charlotte that day. Uh, for the Hall of Fame shootout. East Carolina will play Liberty Friday, December 17th at 1.30. Uh, the St. Bonaventure Bonnies are there. That's like a full day of basketball size. So uh, you're going to love that one. A lot of great basketball going on Charlotte that day, including the Pirates and Flames. No doubt about it. It's great basketball. And speaking of St. Bonnies, you're talking about one of the top teams in the country. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so they'll be fun to watch. It is, it is really a wonderful time of year. There is so much parity in college basketball. It, 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 is, it just makes it a pleasure to watch. There's really parity in college football as much as they don't want it to be that way. There's a lot of parity in college football. The, 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 you know, the power fives are trying to keep everybody else out, but the truth is there's more parity than you think. 
Cy Seymour joining us. I always enjoy talking to hoops with you, a little football. And uh, finally, we'll leave you with this. What's your go-to Thanksgiving Day side dish, Cy? If you could only have one side on the Thanksgiving table, what's your go-to? That's a great question. Probably, and I can't eat it like I could because I'm diabetic, uh, mac and cheese. Okay. Like that on the side. But I can't, you know, diabetes gets you, you know. Man. There's too many good things to eat on Thanksgiving Day. (laughs) But I love mac and cheese, but as a side dish, it's hard to beat. Hard to beat. Side, thank you so much, man. Have a happy Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll check in with you. We'll hear from you coming up uh, Saturday. Before you leave, did the Cowboys win Sunday? Uh, Side, the Cowboys went on the road and lost in Arrowhead Stadium to the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, thank you. I just I didn't know. I can't keep up. Look, I'm here. If I know you're watching a lot of basketball, so if you need a Cowboys loss update, I'm your guy. Just just ask me. I, I thank you so much for letting me know that they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> That's all I need to know. And you have a great Thanksgiving, man. We look forward to talking to you during the season. All right, there's Cy Seymour. What a way to end it, talking about a Cowboys loss. That'll put smiles on people's faces unless you root for the so-called America's team. Uh, Cy is a dandy. All right, let's uh, get a break in. We'll come back. We'll talk some NFL. Speaking of losses, our uh, picks continue to stink. Tony Dunn has won like three weeks in a row by one game, slowly climbing back into the overall standings. I'm back! Chandler's back. Him and Glenn have a one-game lead over me and a three-game lead over Tony overall. Uh, We'll make some picks for Thanksgiving Day and the weekend when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. From sales to service, Greenville Auto World has all of your vehicle needs covered. Shop all of their inventory now at greenvilleautoworld.net. If you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle, Greenville Auto World has a full service and repair facility. They do brakes, oil changes, tires, inspections, and repair any kind of vehicle. Greenville Auto World, across from Speedway um, at Bell's Fork and online at greenvilleautoworld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton and Jim Rogers for their sponsorship of the program. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip Brock. All right, uh, just went to final in Las Vegas. That's where the Maui Invitational is being played this year. Texas A&M, a 57-50 win over Butler. Coming up at 5 o'clock, Wisconsin and Houston. It'll be a pretty good one. And then later tonight, it is Oregon taking on St. Mary's. So, I uh, got some basketball action all day long. The same St. Mary's that's visiting Clark LeClaire this year? I reckon so. I mean, that's the one, right? That's the one. I have no idea if it's the one or not, but it could be the one. Are you the one? Um, Because there's a Mount St. Mary's, which plays like in the Northeast, Mm -hmm. but we're talking St. Mary's, like West Coast Conference, 
plays against Gonzaga, Matthew Delavadova. That outfit. Matthew Delavadova, famous alumni from there. You kind of said it right, but yeah, Matthew Delavadova. Matthew Delavadova. You keep putting the N in there. There's no De La, N. Delavadova. There you go, Delavadova. Delavadova. All right, let's head out to the Fixed NC Live Line and talk to the man who created CarolinaCatChronicles.com, host of the C3 podcast, the post game show, Mr. Panther, Cam Sexual. Tony Dunn joins us. Hello, Tony. Thanks for inviting me onto the show. You're welcome. What is that supposed to mean? Oh, boy. Is he still sour about the watch-along last week? Egg writing. Eggs. Eggs. My egg joke. <laughs> wow. I, I missed it. As And even if I didn't miss it, I don't... It's early for the eggs and the devil eggs. I got it. Egg, but that doesn't even make any sense. I guess none of this makes sense. Actually, I was trying to get a double layer. It was going to be thanks for inviting me onto the show, but uh, I figured you didn't want to. I didn't want to poke the bear because he's going to poke me back today. A lot of poking going on. You missed a good poking yesterday. I had to poke Chandler oh, he time and time me. again. Muted you temporarily. All right, so I asked. Um, I asked Chandler how you were holding up, or, or how you were doing during the game, and Chandler said. Actually, you were more you were better off than he was during the game. Chandler took it tougher than you did, Tony, according to him. Yeah, he did because once we got uh, once we got behind at at a certain point <clears> the <throat> road is like it felt like it was going to be too much uh to come back from. And not because the offense couldn't do it, but nothing was going right uh and the defense couldn't stop anything. And man, I really started feeling the squeeze around the third quarter when I, I told Chandler, I was like, "Man, I'm gonna be lucky if we get the ball back twice at this point." Yeah, uh, that's a Ron Rivera type of game, man. Is huh. uh, is to grind it down, and all of a sudden, uh, somehow we only have the ball five times in the whole game. It feels like, and strangely, we come out and uh, put seven up first, and uh, they weathered the storm better we, than we did. And really, a testament. I told you, Ron Rivera, he's a tough guy. He doesn't lose the locker room. He had those guys mentally prepared, even falling down seven points in that environment. Very, uh, it showed a lot of fortitude from those guys and uh, a lot of credit to them. And, you know, it's probably hot, hard clip to keep that energy level that the Panthers had in the beginning. You know, I mean, like after the, the Redskins scored or the Washington football team scored in the second, then you have halftime, the beers are setting in for the crowd, and then they come out and score again in the third. Tough to keep that energy that they were flying <clears throat> with Cam. Hey, look, I, I made fun of Cam yesterday, and, and when Cam runs the 50-yard line and does the Superman and makes it all about him, then it's going to be all about him. But a lot of uh, fingers pointed to that Panthers defense, or lack thereof, on Sunday. Were you shocked that Washington was able to – and I watched the highlights. I was out uh, – I, I was unable to watch the game live. But, man, they were just getting – Antonio Gibson, McKissick, even the rookie Patterson were – we're churning up yards on the ground. Were you surprised that Washington was able to move the ball like they did? Before I address this, let me talk about this Cam makes everything about himself clip. All right. He put the ball on the logo. He's saying this is about the team. That's a team. <laughs> oh, come on. And it's also at home. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> you put the... oh, man, this is all about Carolina in the logo. <laughs> <laughs> that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard, Tony. 
<laughs> worse than the egg joke? Uh, okay, second dumbest. You're right. All right. <laughs> defense, uh, when it comes to defense, I'm sort of surprised and uh, not surprised. What I mean by that is that the the team has really bought into the defense with rule and going and getting Cam, and they said we've got the defense to win now. Uh, and that kind of surprised me that they were so that they felt it was that good. Now it has put up some statistically good games. On top of that, they've uh, kept Carolina in it when their offense wasn't uh, cooking. But I tell you, we really haven't. Who have the Carolina Panthers stopped is the first question I have to ask. Is I mean, are we going to talk about a Jets team with a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach? Are we going to talk about the Saints team where their team is hobbled by injury? Uh, and COVID, ravaged by COVID at that time? Or are you going to point to the Arizona Cardinals who are missing their top offensive threats? We allowed the Cowboys to put up 250 yards rushing on us. The New England Patriots put up another buck 50 on us. And you guys body, body blowed us to death until you hit us over the, with that haymaker with McLaurin. Yeah, that's a great point, Tony. I, this offseason, I listened to uh, Bill Simmons and Cousin Sal. They do their over-unders for every team. And they were down on Washington. And Bill Simmons is a Patriots fan. Cousin Sal is a Cowboys fan. And I was like, well, they don't they don't know about Washington. They don't care. And But they went over the quarterbacks Washington beat last year to go 7-9 and nine and make the playoffs. And it was a crappy list of QBs. So you bring that up. It matters who you play. And that's an astute point by you that you can have a great defense and great defensive numbers, but what do you do against good offenses? So, yeah, I, I hear you there. Chandler, you were about to say something? I, I was just going to say Terry McLaurin really exposed Dante Jackson the other day. And Dante Jackson's a guy that's really stepped up this year uh, at, from a leadership standpoint and performance standpoint for the Carolina Panthers. And uh, it really needed to prove it this year, and he has, but – on Sunday, Terry McLaurin just took him to town. He was targeted seven times, five receptions for Terry McLaurin for 103 yards and a touchdown. So, um, But, yeah, the, the rush defense the other day really was uh, disheartening too. But, I mean, Tony brings up a really great point. I mean, who has the Carolina Panther defense stopped? The, the guys they've stopped is, like you mentioned, a Jets team uh, who's still in rebuild. And uh, let's see, we also have uh, – the Cowboys, man, Ezekiel Elliott, that was a game that going into that game, I was like, this is going to be a reality check, not just for this team as a whole, but for this defense, and it sure was. So, um, yeah, just very disheartening the way the defense wasn't able to hold up their end of the bargain on Sunday. All right, Tony, any last thoughts? We got to get to the picks. Yeah, I just think that uh, the, it, it goes to show how important it is to run the ball effectively to win in, in, in the NFL and how important it is to stop. Uh, the run in the NFL, and while that while people with the analytic mind or with the the numbers say that it's marginalized and how important it is, man, is when you can't stop it, you really feel how important it is. And I think a running attack was the really the problem. I, and I think people are being a little too hard on Dante. Not hard. I mean, yeah, he got beat a couple. He got beat, but like I mean, one player on one player. I mean, he's a fantastic player. That guy smoked Stephon Gilmore two years ago. Like that guy's a stud. Uh, the fact that you weren't getting any pressure on Taylor Heineke and yeah. people running all over you, that's the problem. I would tend to agree with that. On those plays, they were like somewhat slow developing plays where he was able to hit McLaurin on some of those. Like the one where Jackson's got to chase McLaurin all the way across the field mm-hmm. and he catches it on the sideline. Like yeah. that's yeah. a. 
that's pass protection or lack of pass rush all right uh let's get to the picks tony you won last week eight and five like, what were we picking? I mean, I couldn't have been football. Gosh. Uh, I was seven and six. Glenn was seven and six on the year. Glenn slash Chandler, ninety four and fifty six. I'm ninety three and fifty seven. Tony ninety one and fifty nine. Uh, and we are getting worse and worse as the year goes on. Although Tony has been chipping away at the lead, so let's keep it going. I'm going to go ahead out of the gate and make an awful pick just to get things rolling. I'm taking the Lions to beat the Bears on Thursday. All right, Tony Chandler, what you got? I got the Bears. Right. I'll go Lions. I'll go. Wow, Tony on an island with the Bears on the road in Detroit. Oh, it's on the. It's in Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm sticking with the Bears. Screw that. I've gotten. I've gotten messed up by them Lions too much this year. I ain't trying to figure out what week it's going to be. Raiders at Cowboys. I'll take the Cowboys to bounce back with the win over Vegas. Uh, yeah, Cowboys for me, too. I'll go boys at home. Bills at Saints is the Thursday nighter. Tony, what? Figure out the Bills. Um, that That's a great question. Is Are, are they frauds? Is that defense fraudulent is the real question. Um, and then the next one is, uh, will the Saints make it out of there alive? Because whenever the Bills lose, the next week they come out and pummel. Uh, so, I like that. So I'm taking the Bills on the on the bounce back game. I like Tony's reasoning there. I'll take the Bills, Chandler. I'll go Bills too. Steelers at Bengals. I will take Cincinnati at home. Yeah, why would you pick the Steelers at this point? I mean, they only won because of the refs against the Bears. So I'll take, uh, and that was a couple weeks ago. I'll take the Bengals. I had the, uh, and I went to sleep. I didn't see it. I had the under on Sunday night in that game that had like 100 points scored between the Steelers and the Chargers. Uh, Chandler. I'll go Bengals. Okay. Bucks at Colts. Wow, this is a good game. It's tough. You know what? I'm kind of, I'm rolling with the Colts, man. That's what I, I don't know. Didn't <laughs> I just say last week that the, the loss against the Washington football team was reminiscent of last year where they then ran the table? Well, yeah, and, and they look good. I mean, they dominated last night, right? So, so what do you so, I watch it. I went to bed. Are you going to stick with them? You're going Colts? The Bucks. I'll take the Bucks. No. Oh, man. Okay. Chandler? I'm going to go the I'm gonna go with the Bucks. They're two and three on the road, but they'll get the 500 after uh, after Sunday. Yeah, I'll take the Bucks too. Panthers at Dolphins. Sorry, we didn't lead off with this. Usually we do. Um, there's got to be a b- bounce back. Okay, you're going Panthers, yeah, Shannon. Got to go back to 500. Tony, is it a bounce back or is it just like a stand up? I mean, at this point, I mean, you can't bounce back if you haven't been good. Um, good god it's, it's got to be a bounce back because i mean you go on the road to arizona and i know they were out without murray and hopkins but you know the the way we dominated that game and got out of there with a 34 to 10 win to come home and have a chance with uh, against you know ron rivera and taylor Heineke, which i thought like confidently that we were going to win that football game and that we <laughs> and that we didn't and the fact that we didn't yes this will be a bounce back game for the Panthers and it has to be a bounce back game because sorry Shirley but it's the Miami Dolphins if you're going to get a bounce back win you you're going to have to get it this Sunday they win last week then they win last week a they beat the uh, Jets and oh yeah they did and uh, 
And you know what it was, Chandler, why you should have been shook about that game against Washington is because we wore the black-on-black, and we never played good in them black-on-black uniforms. Even though I don't good. pay attention to that. I kind of uh, like the all-black. This is a bounce-back week like a Tom Brady football bounces off the turf. Barely. Panthers. <laughs> Okay. All right, I agree with Tony. This is a stand-up week. It's like when you're on a, a trampoline, you go face down and you bounce back up and stand up. So it's a bounce back stand-up week. Oh, gotcha. Okay, cool. Uh, Panthers win this one convincingly. Monster day for Christian McCaffrey. I like it. Let's do it. Oh my goodness, this is a good game. Titans at Patriots. I wrote these down by hand, so I hope I'm getting these games right. Yeah, I'm looking at it right here. So. Uh, I am not getting away of the Patriots uh, machine. I've been riding them. What a bad every game week. from the Titans on Sunday. Titans. The weather was absolutely garbage. I think it rained uh, the whole time. Texans playing a dome. I'm not saying you said that's why they lost or anything, but <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, but the weather outside was frightful. <laughs> um, I got to say this: is that how are you going to be upset like? The Titans lost to the Texans, man. I feel like Tony, too, not to throw you under the bus, Tony, is because uh, we both do this. We try to make these statements about teams. And last week, didn't I say last week, like, when are we going to start to look at the Titans as one of the best teams? And you said, right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then they lost to the Texans. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, you know what? Uh, our picks tell us, inform us a lot about our, our takes. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm grabbing with the Patriots because I have the last month and they've done me right and they are in first place in their division. I'm taking New England. Who you got? I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm going Patriots too. All right. Eagles at Giants. Tony, the Eagles did it. Hey, kudos to you. Uh, I, I ran over that scenario of how they lose every important home game and they finally got one, uh, got a W last week. Now can they go do it on the road against the Giants? Uh uh, the Giants just fired their offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett. Uh, yeah. Um, you know what? We're at the time of. You remember Cliff last week? We were talking about like we're at the time of football where you're counting down and you're like, oh my gosh, there's not much football left. Yeah. We're also at the time of the year where head coaches are firing people in hopes of saving their own jobs. Um, so uh, right. Jason Garrett's fired today because Joe Judge might be fired tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to have uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. I, this is my dark horse team. All right. I think that they are better than we give them credit for. Okay. Eagles. Um, just because Tony just said that, and we always say one thing one week and regret it the next week, I'm going to take the Giants. You're taking the Giants. <laughs> yeah. uh, Chandler. This is what I like to call the Matt Dodge game. Because if you remember Matt Dodge kicking it to Deshaun Jackson, yes, and the return, and then Tom Coughlin giving him an earful, yes, uh, Eagles won that game. They're not going to win on that in that kind of fashion, but yeah, Eagles get the win in New York. All right, awful games uh, coming up here: Falcons at Jaguars. I'll just take whoever's home. Give me the Jaguars. Yeah, I take the Jags. Awful. This might be the worst game in the history of football. Hold on. No, wait till you hear the next one before you say that. Oh, God. Chandler, what do you got? Mm. Who did you guys take? Jags. Uh, I'll take the Falcons. All right. Uh, Jets at Texans. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Give you a run for your <laughs> Who you got? Poor David Cully. 
I don't know why I took the Jets last week, and I don't know why I'm about to take them again. Give me the Jets. I'll, I'll take the Texans. Chandler. Two game winning. Poor David Cully. Jets win on the road. All right. Uh, hey, this 4 o'clock slate is really good, though. We'll start with Chargers-Broncos. I'll take the Chargers. I hate them. Gold Chargers. All right. Let me check on something real quick. This is a game Teddy Bridgewater could win, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, against the better quarterback and the better team and somehow a little Teddy Bridgewater. Just for being boring. Yeah. Like, everybody falls asleep. Everybody turns the channel. They wish that they could watch that Jets Texan. <laughs> and then Javante Williams is a beast. <laughs> All right, uh, Chandler, who you got? I'm going to go Broncos. It's kind of a weird Who'd you take? Uh, you took the Chargers, Tony? Yeah. I'll take the Chargers, I guess. Coming off a win. Give me the Chargers. All right, Rams at Packers. Hey, I, I called the Vikings beating the Packers last week. Yeah, you did. And I was watching that game closely, thinking about our picks, and then I saw Aaron Rodgers leading them back, and I was like, ha-ha, it's going <laughs> fold, and then they didn't. Um, you know, this could be a bounce-back game for the Rams in a way, you would think, but are the are the Packers going to two in a row? I'm going to take uh, the Packers at home in Green Bay. The Rams got to prove us that they're not – terrible rams off a bye and a loss but i just think aaron Rodgers isn't going to lose two in a row he's not going to lose at home i'm taking the packers as well chandler yeah i'll take the the packers all right vikings at niners this is this feels almost like a play-in game for the playoffs like the team that wins this game is going to be in pretty decent shape i think they're both like at 500 right now right around there um i don't trust kirk cousins to win two in a row i will take the niners I'm being suckered back into the Vikings. <laughs> All right. Vikings. Taylor? Uh, I'm going to go Vikings. All right. And Sunday night, Browns at Ravens. So, Lamar didn't play, right? So, they had a um, a weird, low-scoring, yep. boring win against the Bears. Um, Why is it that uh, Justin Fields isn't playing and Andy Dalton starting? It was uh, He's got ribs, uh, rib injury, I believe one rib okay yeah browns at ravens um i'm gonna say lamar plays and take the ravens it's in baltimore yeah sunday night yeah i'll take the ravens yeah sweep it and monday night football the, the washington football team looking for their third straight win this is a big one. Taking on the Seahawks, Pete Carroll does not know how to handle losing. He walked out of his press conference, came back in, apologized, and says, I just don't know what I'm doing, guys. Um, I don't know, man. Hey, Tony, how many times do we talk about it? Give me the Seahawks. <laughs> Give me the Seahawks. Tony, how many times we talk about Ron Rivera? You start to doubt him. You, you get that seat a little warm. He starts reeling off wins. Let's, uh, let's do that again. I'll take Washington. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the football team, man. All right. Why not? I, I don't know is that, like, right now, I mean, the Seahawks are just such a mess. Yeah. You don't know why. I haven't really watched them either that, very closely, so I don't know why, but I, you know, just wanted to pick them earlier so much and thinking they were going to get out of it. Is it in Seattle? No, but it is in Washington. Okay, perfect. 
Perfect. But, you know, it doesn't affect teams as much coming west to east as it used to, it seems like. Yeah. But you're right. Ron Rivera for November, December, he's tough, man. And, uh, and that offensive line, poor Russell Wilson will be trying to get back home. All right. I like it. I like it. Tony, thanks for joining us, man. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, are you doing the, uh, the Thanksgiving where you throw a few Italian dishes in the mix this year? You know, I've kept the tradition up uh, for my grandmother, and since you also have liked it so much, I was like, man, you know what? I got to keep this going for my kids. So, yes, I'm making the lasagna. Man. Uh, my wife put in the order for all the stuff I need. She was like, dang, these lasagnas are expensive when you make them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we got the good slate. My favorite thing to do at Thanksgiving clip is the day after with the leftover turkey, I make turkey and pastry. Oh, yeah. Um, Good call there, Tone. I like it. Well, Tony, have a great Thanksgiving, man. We will reconvene with you uh, next week. Sounds good, man. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. All right, Tony Dunn, CountyCatChronicles.com. Throwing in a little lasagna. Lasagna. I love it, man. That's a uh, that's a great call right there. All right, let's uh, get a break in. We will come as, back. As we do, yeah. breaking news out of college football, James Franklin has been extended 10 years at Penn State. Wow. All right. Uh, Chad says, thank you, Clipped Tony Chandler, for not believing in the Titans. Chad, you're welcome. You are welcome. You're quite welcome, buddy. All right, let's get a break in. We'll come back. Stephen Igo said to join us hour three. We'll uh, try to mix in some Donnie Kirkpatrick, Blake Harrell. We also got more picks to make. Stephen Igo finally had a losing week last week, two and three. I went one and four. We got some good games to pick this week. We'll do that and a lot more when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is sponsored by signs and tint eastern north carolina's choice for window tinting signs graphics wraps graphic design and more visit sign and tint today at 801 staten road in greenville or book an appointment online at signsandtint.com. now back to the show welcome back quality equipment is your full service john deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you quality equipment is open in winterville next to sam's club or you can visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All righty. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Chandler Honeycutt here. And it's live. Steven Igo's here. Are we live? We are live. I don't want to watch. Can't even think of his name now. Tom Green. Uh, Jim Harbaugh's brother-in-law screaming like a maniac on the sidelines. I want to watch some american basketball because steven this is a tough league as Cy seymour told us an hour ago houston and wisconsin it's a good game coming on right now live from maui nevada as uh the cougars man they play a tough non-conference schedule and have been getting it done early on did you watch them play Jaden gardner's virginia cavaliers I did. I watched the. Uh, did you large wash portion. your eyes after the game? It was pretty ugly, man. I <laughs> it, mean, was it was bad. it was bad. Uh, Houston looks like Houston. I mean, they just play defense. They rebound. Got a couple dudes who can shoot it. 
Kelvin Sampson just has gotten to the point where he just reloads every year. It doesn't matter if they lose Quentin Grimes, the gray guy who we love, the eight-hitting guy. I mean, they're just they're loaded every year. They got athletes all over the floor, and they play his brand of basketball. It's it's uh, it's fun to watch unless you're playing them. Yeah, and uh, they were taking on are taking on Wisconsin right now. And Maui will give you some updates on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard as this hour rolls on. Why did you say Maui, Nevada? Because they're playing in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. Why? Uh, probably COVID. Gotcha. Well, it says like Chaminade on the court. I know. I mean, because this nothing is, makes this sense. Is so stupid. We're not talking about the continental, are you? No, I'm talking about in mid mid court. It literally says Chaminade. Chaminade is the host school in Las Vegas, Stephen. What is yeah. there not to understand about Maui this? Invitational presented by Chaminade <laughs> in Las Vegas? Yeah, sports are dumb sometimes, man. <laughs> Very dumb. And uh, Houston's defense already out to a great start. I go. How about the seven win Pirates? Uh, Feels you like were, a dream. You were there, uh, and you know what's it like to be? How close are you to the celebration? You're right there on it, right after the game. Well, it depends. You know, usually we try to go down to the field for the end of the game, but the last two games have been so close. And like as a reporter, to me, it's more. You know, it'd be cool to be down there, like on the field when they're celebrating. But I would rather do live updates for the site and on social media, and have that information rather than be on the sideline with my phone it's just not as uh in, con- conducive to success in terms of what we're trying to do so if it's a close game it comes down to the end we hang out in the press box cover it from there and then go down to the field for post-game interviews but um the last two it, it's just been it, it's been unreal because the last six years i mean we've covered some close games and when there have been, we've covered a lot of blowouts but when there have been close games, so many times ECU has not made that play and has found a way to lose. So, like, naturally, I'm kind of expecting ECU to find a way to lose or to find a way to, to mess it up. But these these last two games, man, they have just so many big plays all over the place. I mean, especially the Navy game. Like, I, I can just kind of go through and all the big plays seem to happen in slow motion. You know, after that kick return, and I knew as soon as as soon as the, as soon as those refs got together that something was up, man. I mean, you just don't meet like that. So, um, why well, you want to say something, Chandler? This uh, oh. happens a lot of times. It's I go doing the spoiling. This time it was somebody else. I had my Twitter up while uh. we're watching the game. Oh wow! And do you remember? I said, "Oh no, I know what's about to happen here, but it's okay because it's coming back." There's a flag. Yep. Remember on the kick return? Yes. And then they pit, and I'm like, it's all right, guys, though, because there's a flag. I just read it. And then <laughs> they picked it up, and I was like, all right, now I'm double sorry that I spoiled the kick return, and it actually counts, and ECU's going to lose this game, and it's awful. Everything's well, awful. That's the thing, man. When they return that, like to have that happen, to have not only have the kick return, but then have the thought that oh, it's a it's a penalty, no big deal, it's come back. So like you get that second reprieve, but then this picked up. Like that's almost like a double blow yeah. to your you know psychology the the aspect of that and then to come back on the very next drive and make the plays to not only go down and score but then you make the two-point play uh to tie it i mean those are some big time big boy drives i mean those are those are plays we have not seen an east carolina football team make in in years since shane carden was the quarterback so um you know that fourth down throw by holton the sneed 
you know they're they're bringing the all out blitz. He knows he's going to get popped. He stood in there through it. Him and Snead, obviously, he he referenced it yesterday. Have have worked on that a lot over the years. So yeah, okay. Then you score to make it a two point game, but then you still have to get the two to tie it. Again, hangs in there, makes a tough throw to CJ. CJ takes a hit. He holds on to the ball. So like everybody's stepping up, making those plays defensively. Okay, they get in your territory. Everybody's like, well, they're going to get a first down. They're going to run out the clock. They're going to kick a field goal to win it. We've seen this before. Then Jaquan McMillan makes the play. So like you just have so many guys making those huge winning plays that ECU teams the last six years have not been able to make, whether it's mental or physical. Uh, they have they have not been able to deliver in those situations, and now we're seeing them deliver in those situations. And it's, it's special to watch. You know, I said earlier this week, I don't like to throw around the word, oh, you know, this is special, special team, special season. But it's reached that point now. When you win three road games like that in one season – I mean that that makes it special. It's it's cool to win at home, but when you go on the road and you win three in that type of fashion, I mean you just don't see that a lot, no matter how good good a team is. How many times I go do you see your favorite team or a team you're covering? They're down eight, so yeah, it's one possession. Like we can we can right. erase this in one possession, but it almost feels insurmountable to not only score the touchdown, but how often does that two point conversion come up short? Yeah. And you're like, all right. You well. got to not only get the two, but then that just ties the game. You're then right. you got to get a stop, yeah. and you got to find a way to win the game. Like, yeah, you can say it's one possession, but your odds of doing all those things are probably pretty low. And, and ECU did them. Donnie Kirkpatrick uh, dialed up, and as Chandler, as uh, Eric Collins would say, an absolute beauty on that two point conversion. Oh, a beauty! Ayler's just looking to the right. He says that he did look at C.J. before right, he threw it at But it was almost like a no-look pass to C.J. Johnson, who's there open, but he's going to get crushed, as you said, makes the catch, secures it. Easy on the taunting, C.J. We don't want that that flag in that situation. It wasn't called. Okay, thank you. Uh, but, man, that was, uh, that was a beautifully designed play. Sometimes I worry that you, you go on that drive and you don't have a two-point play ready to go right. you know what i'm saying well uh, but they had it ready to roll and i would think that they had used a few of them or similar plays early in the game because if you remember fourth and two from the five going in the halftime that was a huge play and also a well-designed play they hit uh jones ryan jones on the little you know oh, flare over yeah. the middle where you know they kind of had some pre-snap motion and they had rajay going i can't remember for rajay or keep one of the backs going to the left and Holton kind of looked that way at first. They also had a, a crossing route going, and they had Jones kind of sitting in the middle of the field, and nobody picked him up because of the design of the play, and, and Holton did a good job with his eyes. So that was a good one. Then you had the other fourth down where Audie just stopped on his route. Probably should have been a touchdown. Oh, yeah. And so that was from, what, the two-yard line, too? And then you had that one. So I'm guessing they went pretty deep into their playbook in terms of two-point plays or, or goal-line plays. Because it's rare you have three of those big spots in a game like that. And, um, you know, two of the three they executed, they probably should have gotten three of the three. But, I, you know, I didn't have a problem with them going for the, the first fourth down or the, the, the second play that I don't know what fourth down it was, but they didn't get it. But you had them backed up. And when you're a triple option offense, you're not going to be back there pitching the ball with confidence out of your own end zone. So it kind of limited their play calling, even though ECU didn't get it. And ECU's defense got a three and out. 
uh chad says so hilton said he has not made a decision if he's coming back or not another year hilton or hampton in uh he said hilton uh, so he's going with the hilton here uh does he have other options are we talking transfer pros or just leaving football i don't think he's leaving football um but there was talk uh, yeah, i heard some rumors mid-season that i think he was just about over it all i don't know if he just would have hung it up completely but i think the the recent win winning the success he's had i, I just think it's kind of reinvigorated him i mean the smiles he's had you know even after the memphis game he came up to me gave me a, a high five and like a, a hug chest bump thing because he was so fired up man yeah. i mean th- like there was such a weight lifted off his shoulders he had to reach kind of his his long-standing goal I, I think he's having so much fun right now you know if he was ever thinking about leaving or, or trying to transfer elsewhere i think that's kind of gone away i think now it's more does he want to try and and take a shot at the next level now that he's got his degree or does he want to come back and and give it another year interesting because i would not blame him at all and and it might be definitely if they didn't have this winning i guess but like it might be better for all parties if he did move on and like leave on a high note because man i can't imagine taking the scrutiny he's taken that's what i'm saying man it's just you know it's just like i'm sure and the, the tough thing is when you're the hometown kid you know a lot of the people that could be criti- criticizing you. You might not know them directly, but, you know, in, in a place like Greenville, like, you know, you're always kind of like two or three people away from being connected to that person. So I'm not even saying it gets to him. Like, it would get to me. He seems to kind right. of roll with it fine. His family, you know, he's got several brothers. So, you know, I just think that stuff does weigh on you. And, you know, he could go somewhere else and face a lot of the, the same criticism, maybe even be louder if he were to go to a, a, a quote-unquote bigger school. But, I don't know, it, it just – I've always said you can critique a quarterback's play, and that's completely fair. You can look at a play and say, hey, he shouldn't have made this throw, shouldn't have done this, et cetera. But, you know, to take personal shots at the kid, I never never understood that. And there's been a lot of people that did that when the team was struggling. So, um, I'm just happy for Holton's success, happy for the, the team's success and – you know, we'll see what he decides. I kind of get the the vibe that he, at this point, is more leaning towards coming back because he had said on y'all show that he last week that he was planning on walking, and now it seems like I don't know if he's he's not going to do that or what. But that kind of signals to me he's he's probably leaning towards coming back. But again, no final decisions have been made. He said that, and who knows if the outcome of the Cincinnati game plays a role in his decision? I don't know uh kenny by the way i I wish our guy larry um larry gary oh yeah i would love to hear an update from him on uh you know holden's only playing because morgan aylers has a show on pirate radio (laughs) Uh, he'll call back in if cincinnati wins you know 40 to 10 i'd love to hear from him again uh have not heard from him since the recent winning though i think it's pretty obvious at this point and you know holton i don't think is the perfect quarterback i mean there's rarely any perfect quarterback i think it's pretty obvious that when he gets a good pocket and good time and players are making plays around him he's an above well above average college quarterback i mean he's proven that during this winning streak because the offensive line has protected him guys are making big time catches you know cj is making those big catches Aldi's making some catches sneeze making catches so like I just think when the team plays well around him, he's such a a better quarterback, and he's done a better job of decision making. He's throwing the ball well, but the biggest difference with Holton's game is to me, 
he's not being indecisive. When it's time to run, he's pulling it and running. Yeah, that has been a change. And maybe he he just I think after that UCF Houston deal where there were two games back to back, two plays. Maybe he just decided, you know what, I'm not going to even think about it. If I see a lane, I'm just going to tuck it and run, and we'll deal with how, how I feel later. Uh, Kenny was asking about the numbers between Holton Aylers and Desmond Ritter. Holton has more yards, uh, just about 300, around 200 and some change more yards. Uh, Touchdown-wise, Aylers has 17 to 9 interceptions. Ritter, 25 to 6 interceptions rushing the football this year because we do know desmond ritter really uh i never thought he would be an nfl type quarterback because i didn't know if he could throw that well but man he could run the football uh his rushing numbers yeah uh, these are so difficult to see for me i don't like this change that they yeah made. i don't like this change the little stat package thing like you have to scroll so much just to find relevant information there you go all right ritter has 335 net yards on the year six touchdowns That's about what holton has i think and holton aylers is sitting at 229 yards six touchdowns they're actually you know Very pretty similar. similar numbers aylers uh uh more yards uh a few more picks and Ritter has a few more touchdowns, so pretty similar numbers there. I would say Cincinnati's, you know, ECU had one blowout over Temple where Holton came out. Ritter was also out of the SMU game midway through the third quarter. I mean, there's been games like the Temple game they played where he's probably left the game early and they didn't want to run it up. But, I mean, they're both really good quarterbacks. I'll be very interested to see. You know what happens with the all-conference team my hunch is that it'll go to Ritter first team just because and that they'll give second team to uh Mordecai from SMU because he's got better numbers but Mordecai I mean I think he's he's good but I think he's a, a product of that system, the system QB he I guess 66 yards against Cincinnati is this uh overall selections if you had to guess I go where a guy's getting picked yeah yeah so they're looking at him as a first round quarterback it looks like in some of these drafts i mean Uh, you look at size mobility arm strength i mean there's not a tool he doesn't have he's smart i don't know what he's the only thing that has been inconsistent with him some in the past is accuracy what is his completion percentage this year because um but when he's you know i've noticed watching cincinnati there are games when, when he just misses guys but then when he's on like he's as good as any quarterback. He's sixty six, which is a very good number for their style of play. So Ayler's sixty three. Yeah, I mean Ritter's the real deal. That you know he's he's more naturally athletic and long and lanky. Um, he looks like he's running in slow motion and he just kind of runs by guys. All right, I, he's not Cam Newton, but it does sound like with the accuracy issues, right. the size. The running, very similar to Cam. In right. fact, I saw one of these mocks had the Panthers drafting uh, Desmond Ritter. It would be it, it, he's not as thick as Cam or as strong, but he's definitely got that like similar build. All right, so uh, East Carolina Cincinnati coming up Friday three thirty. We'll be with you eleven thirty a.m. on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. I go. You going to drop by? Yeah, I'm planning to. All right. Uh, are you upset that you you missed the uh, watch along last week? Um, am I upset that I missed it? Yeah, no. you missed a great time, a fun game. Well, first of all, if I would have showed up, I would have looked like a loser because I, I wouldn't have had a basketball jersey to wear. Do you not own? You own a sleeveless shirt. I'm sure you break out those uh, guns from nah, time to time. I'm, I'm not a huge like. If you're working out in your tank top, like to me, you're just like 
looking you're, you're trying cam you're trying too hard yeah you're trying to be like cam newton and you're basically going to midfield and doing the superman i mean just if you want to work out just work out in like a regular nike t-shirt are you a big uh i'm surrounded by a lot of big selfie workout guys do you take four <laughs> selfies every time you work out i don't but uh. i it's a, it, it honestly is amazing the amount of people like you can notice very quickly and i haven't been going to the gym lately because it's later you know luckily i do have some things in the garage i can do but uh you can very quickly identify at the gym like who's a selfie guy and who's not based on like how he's dressed they'll have their phone out you know like they'll put it lean it against the wall to like film themselves a little little video come on man like you don't need to do that like there's this one dude who like it's cool but he posts every workout like how many calories he burns all that stuff on instagram like we don't need to know this man like quit this is for you right yeah it's not for me i don't care anyway it honestly makes me think less of those people <laughs> all right uh chandler are you a workout selfie guy i'm not a workout guy period okay or a selfie guy i don't i don't so selfie. what kind of guy are you what kind of guy just, are I, you i'm just a guy Steve and I go, not you're a quarterback a Jag, guy. Just you're not guy. a quarterback guy. I'm not a quarterback guy. I'm a high five guy. <laughs> just another I love guy. high fives. A Jag. Chandler is a true Jag. Who uses that? Is that a, uh, like a football sp- term? Yeah, it's a football term. How's the, a, uh, a Jag. how's the baby shield doing? The baby shield's doing good. It got me out of watching the game with you bozos. <laughs> His first words were, Daddy, I need you to stay home and not go it's to Pirate exactly Radio tonight. I'm trying to teach him at an early age to watch Pirate Basketball Dad, for some can you reason. you watch the ECU-Oklahoma game with me tonight? <laughs> That's going to be fun, I go, to have a little uh, yeah. rug rat to watch games with. I'm just hoping he doesn't become like a Duke or UNC fan. i got to shield him from yeah, watching those Now games. there's the shield. That's where the shield yeah. comes in. Lily went to the last home game with me. I don't think she cheered. She cheered for the guy that was putting the uh, did the puzzle on the court. Oh yeah, that was the, the only time she cheered during the game. Couldn't even get. No, this guy got it. Oh, it was the other one. It was the previous game where the guy looked like an absolute moron out there. So Jack, <laughs> just another guy. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll talk some heaps. We'll talk some baseball. Heaps. We'll make some picks. Let's take a timeout. We also got to make somebody a winner. Shirley, you want to do that right now? Get it out of the way? Let's open up the booty back here on a Tuesday. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Uh, Steven Ongo and I are doing a live watch along. You want to take back all those great things we said about Houston? Yeah. <laughs> they got down 13 to nothing. That's awful. They have uh, cut into the lead a little bit. 17 to 7, Wisconsin leading. All right, Shirley, what are we giving away today? How about a shrimp taco lunch from Chico's? A shrimp taco lunch to Chico's sounds like a plan. What caller are we looking for? I'm going to go with caller number 11. Caller 11. 317-1250 will make you a winner. We'll have more when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is sponsored by Signs and Tint, Eastern North Carolina's choice for window tinting, signs, graphics, wraps, graphic design, and more. Visit Sign and Tint today at 801 Staten Road in Greenville or book an appointment online at signsandtint.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back at Angel Oak. They continue to make customer service a number one priority. A local mortgage advisor is the key to your transaction success. 
The combination of their local team's experience and Angel Oaks' wide offerings of products from standard conventional government and portfolio loans has something for every financial situation. For more information, call Talbot Green, Joanne Weir, or Wanda Hager at 751-2060. And congratulations to Nick Wedby of Grimesland. Picked up a shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's. You can enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Plus, ice-cold cervezas and Chico's famous margaritas are always available. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All righty. Back with you. Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. Continuing on our Bud Light ECU report. We'll talk more ECU Cincinnati on Wednesday and, of course, Friday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, 1130 kickoff time for us. I go planning to join us in studio for that one. Uh, real quick, I go hoops, and we'll circle back around to uh, football picks. But, ah, man. Uh, so we were texting Friday night. I was like, I think I'm on board. I think I'm all in. And I was, and, and I think the entire Pirate fan base was one half away on Sunday 100%. from really getting all in if they could have closed out against Davidson. But somehow it went from East Carolina double digit lead to nearly losing by double digits. And a uh, frustrating second half there against Davidson on Sunday, and and it I can't even say good trip to to Myrtle Beach because you had a chance to beat a good Oklahoma team, you had a chance to beat a pretty good Davidson team, and you didn't get it done. So Pirates go one and two. Yeah, and it went from really, like you said, being really good to just kind of meh. Yep. And, that's the unfortunate part about it and really they they dominated the majority of the game i mean at least 30 minutes they led and led pretty comfortably and then they just did not make the plays man made a lot of bad mistakes missed free throws you know the one thing that's really bothered me watching this team is is the offensive rebounds they allow like there will be guys in positions and they just kind of don't go for the ball and i'm not i don't know if it's like a feel thing more so than an effort thing like i think they're out there giving effort but there were just times where, like, if a guy jumps, he's going to get the rebound. Instead, he just kind of, like, sticks his feet on the ground and doesn't go for it. And, you know, the one time that a guy did go for the rebound was Brandon Suggs in one of those situations, and he got fouled, went to the line to tie the game. So, like, I'm sure that's one of the things Joe Dooley's harping on, showing those situations. Hey, you're here. Make an effort. Get this board. And that can change the complexion of a game as simple as it is in that moment. Like, there were so many little things in that 8- to 10-minute stretch that they just messed up. You know, they screwed up an inbounds play that I think led to a Davidson bucket when they were down three to make it a five-point game. It's just, you know, missing the front end of a one-on-one. I thought the other thing was uh, ECU looked noticeably tired at the end of the game. You know, Tristan Newton looked gassed. He had played a lot, so you can understand that. But I thought Davidson looked to be, at the end of the game, more comfortable and in better shape, executing better, too. East Carolina returning home Saturday. It's a 1 o'clock tip-off between the Pirates and Coppin State. I'm looking forward to next Tuesday night uh, as they get Old Dominion again. That game got a little little feisty, a little chippy. Yeah. So I got to imagine it's going to be the same when they come to Menjis and play East Carolina so quickly after they had that kind of emotional game in Myrtle Beach. Yeah, and Old Dominion historically a really good basketball program, and it looks like this year they you know they brought in some new guys. They were missing their head coach at the Myrtle Jeff Beach Jones. tournament, so that hurt. They went zero and three. They lost a pin, so I think they're better than what they showed. But 
you know, you look at this, the rest of this non-conference schedule, there's maybe one game ECU won't be favored in, and that's Liberty. And I saw Liberty's off to a uh, slower-than-normal start this year. So, you know, if you go— Just rack up some dubs. Yeah, you need to rack up some wins and, and go into conference play at minimum, I think, 9-3. and three. And I think you can consider it a pretty big success just by taking care of the, the games you need to win. Um, but— you know, the, the, as frustrating as the the weekend was, there there was some encouraging things. I mean, yeah, Davidson and Oklahoma are legit basketball teams, and you arguably should have, you definitely should have beat Davidson. You could have beat Oklahoma. Did Oklahoma end up beating Utah State? They lost in the last minute. Oh wow! But it was a good game. Um, I think Oklahoma's a borderline tournament team. We know Davidson always competes in the Atlantic Ten, so. For me, I mean, there's a lot of encouraging things, and I keep going back to, like, is Winston Tabbs ever going to get healthy? And if he does, that gives you another guy who can score multiple ways. Right now, you kind of you kind of have Tristan Newton who can do that, and the rest of the guys are more one-dimensional. Uh, you need somebody else who can just go in there and score on the perimeter or, or take it off the dribble. I think you got a lot more scoring. Now you just need more multi-dimensional scoring and better rebounding. Well, Sai said that he is, like, a legitimate day-to-day um, I, I mean, what do you hear about tabs? I've heard, yeah, week to week at this point. Like, I, I've, but the other thing too is now, like, why even play him against Coppin State? You know, if you can't beat Coppin well, State with your, if he can go, you got to get him well, on the court. If he can court. go, yeah, but don't rush him. I mean, they, he was out there practicing near full capacity when I was out there in the preseason in October. Clearly, that Are they saving him for Houston. Yeah, we can see right now that it's a very winnable Houston game. <laughs> No, nah, I mean, he needs to get out of there with his teammates. I mean, he does, and but you also don't need to just play him just to play him. He's got to, you know, he's got to be healthy. You don't want to. I agree. You know, are, what do you? Who are you arguing with? You're the one saying he needs to play. I'm saying he needs to make sure he's not going to have a setback. I'm not saying play him if he's hurt, but you're you're saying you said you need him. You said I didn't ever said need. I think you say he needs to be out. He there. needs to play with his teammates at some point. I mean, he practiced with his teammates in the preseason. I saw him practice for like an hour straight. Scotty Montgomery had the best practices of all time. He did. I don't want to hear about practice. You just said he needs to practice. I said he needs to play. What are you talking about? I didn't say he needed to practice. The bottom line is this team needs Winston Tabbs healthy to maximize his potential. Stop That's saying the- things I didn't say. I'm just saying the bottom line. <laughs> I'm saying my bottom line. Try to wrap up this crappy conversation. I goes bottom line. All right, I'm going to use your words, but instead of against you, I'm going to use them for you. In this case, Stephen, eat your words. You this said uh, this has got to be. Uh, shout out, Coach Owens. This has got to be one of the best ECU baseball slates I've seen. And here are your bullet points. Bryant is an NCAA regional program most years. Remember. Go back in time, Charlottesville. They were the two seed. We were the three, yeah. right? I mean, they consistently they dominate their league. It just comes down to whether they win the tournament. Didn't or not. they hit like an astronomical number of home runs that year? Yeah, they're they're good. Uh, you said traveling series with UNC. Keith Leclerc Classic has three regional teams. Is that four including ECU? Or is that yes, that's four including yeah. ECU. Uh, non-con road trip to Charleston. And midweeks with State, Duke, UNC Dub, Campbell, VT, ODU. And a three-game series with VCU, which was a regional team last year. So uh, I like your bullet points, and no arguments from me, Stephen. This is a fantastic schedule. Is that St. Mary's, like, California? 
I guess like so, Matthew yeah. Della Vadova? I think like, so, yeah. Okay. That's just I don't a know weird, why they're playing. It's a weird ACU. game. Yeah. Spring break for them, maybe. And also, um, I know we were talking about this earlier, the Greensboro game, TBD. TBD. Uh, but that's going to be at the uh, minor league park, we would assume. I would assume. All right. Where else are you going to play it? Uh, Greensboro College. Greensboro High School. Dudley High School in Greensboro. Dudley. Greens, Grimsley. Is that in Greensboro? I think so. It's yeah. in that area. Well, okay. Well, if you end up at Grimsley High School, remember this conversation. All right. Uh, so a great baseball schedule. More on that as we get closer. Uh, anything else before we We're get... not that far away. I mean, we're almost in December. The season starts in like... Early Febs. What? Is that two and a half months? Are we playing on... Um, valentine's day this year steven probably so the opening day is always on valentine's day or right there i noted on yours i don't know if you care about this steven but east carolina is away during the first week of the ncaa tournament i saw that who are they playing that weekend that's uh charleston <sighs> so you Man, might now be there. i'm torn because i really want to go to charleston just to like act like i'm covering the team but really to take a vacation oh well yeah do it all you can go to the games, and then you and Erica can watch basketball. I'm sure she'd love to do that at night. <laughs> I'm going to say that uh, that's a no-go. If I'm in Charleston, if I spend any time watching basketball, I'm going to be in trouble. Well, you got Actually, to... I watched ECU beat Houston last year in Charleston. I got an idea for you, Steven, since you're already using this as an excuse. Uh, Erica Slater told me he really wanted to watch the NCAA yeah. tournament. That's true. One that's true can you use your baby against your wife you could do it against um, us 100 percent. all right well good luck to you it would help me if he was actually legitimately talking i could definitely <laughs> use him then it's gonna take some uh persuasion all right uh you want to do picks let's do it actually we need to take can we take one more break come back and do picks i mean this is your show are you gonna be here where else would i go why are you so combative I'm just asking questions. Grimsley High School. I don't know. You you're you could go pick up food. What are you eating tonight? I've already cooked. I actually cooked. I haven't eaten it yet, but I What'd cooked, you cook? I cooked uh ground chicken, spiced um tacos? No, nah, it's like uh like an Asian style. Mm. Rice? Yeah, with Bar rice. Noodles. Well you put the ground chicken over the rice and it's got like spices on it. Hmm. Like chili garlic sauce and interesting all right take us a break shirley vinegar rice rice vinegar whatever it's called we'll take a time out come back we'll make some picks when we return on pirate radio live here on a tuesday back with you after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is sponsored by Signs and Tint, Eastern North Carolina's choice for window tinting, signs, graphics, wraps, graphic design, and more. Visit Sign and Tint today at 801 Staten Road in Greenville or book an appointment online at signsandtint.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a look at your stock market report for today, the Dow was up 194 points and closed at 35,813. The NASDAQ, however, fell 79 and closed at 15,775. S&P was up only 7. 
at 4690 That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, uh, quick look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Right now, Wisconsin is taking it to the Houston Cougars. I hope they flash up a score. 35 to 18 with 221 left to go in the first half. Northwestern on top of Georgia, 40 to 23. Uh, that one in the first half as well. Uh, Virginia plays Providence tonight. I watched Virginia beat Georgia last night. You got number one versus number two tonight, Igo. Do you know who that is? Number one um, versus number two. No idea. I'm going to say. You know, no, one of them's got to be. Say Duke. No. Duke takes on number one this Friday. What is Duke ranked? Uh, they're top 10. Uh, Gonzaga's number one. Gonzaga. Number two is Kansas. UCLA. There you go. Duke is ranked fifth. Kansas is fourth. You're kind of all around it. So. I mean, it's the same same teams outside of Purdue, maybe. Yeah. Same teams. You didn't say a single one of them. I'm saying like in that general area. <laughs> about to walk out right now. But you know what I could care less about? Couldn't could care could, less. Could, could, uh, could not care less about? You know what I could not care less about? College basketball. College basketball rankings on November 23rd. All right. Do you care about the college football playoff rankings on November 23rd? Slightly. All right. Only to see where Cincinnati comes in just so I can tweet and complain about how much of a sham the whole process is. Sometimes the lines get blurred, and I don't know if I ask you questions on the air or off the air. So do we just have our playoff conversation off the air? I I'm pretty did, sure right? it was off the air. Uh, do you think Cincinnati will be top four tonight? I think they will elevate Michigan ahead of Cincinnati. You really do? Yeah, legitimately. You really think they won't? I mean, these are the same idiots that freaking ranked Michigan State ahead of Michigan after Michigan State beat them head-to-head. The same idiots that have had Cincinnati outside the top four despite the AP poll having them two, three, and four all year. Oregon drops. Oregon was a joke. They lost to Stanford, and we're in the top four. Cincinnati goes undefeated, can't even get in the top four. So Michigan's going to be four tonight. Cincinnati will be five? I mean, that's my guess. I hope they're top four. I got a nightmare scenario for Cincinnati. Losing to ECU? Oh, yeah. Uh, This is if Cincinnati's able to run the table. Somehow they get leapfrogged by Notre Dame, who they already beat this year. And you can say that's crazy, but couldn't you see that happen? 100%. Nothing would surprise me with these stupid committee members. Um, the whole Again, the whole thing's a sham, and Cincinnati went undefeated last year, played Georgia in the bowl game, should have won the game. Basically, both those same teams are back. Georgia's the undisputed best team in college football, and everybody's like, well, Cincinnati, they would get crushed by Georgia. I'm like... They just played them last year in the bowl game and should have won the game. If you watch the game, well, you understand that Cincinnati's pretty freaking good. Everybody's going to get crushed by Georgia, no matter who it is. This Maybe. Year. All right, let's uh, make some They're going to lose picks. to Alabama in the championship. I, w- <clears throat> I mean, watch. All right, I'm going to watch. Uh, last week, I was 1-4. and four. I go was 2-3. and three. On the year, I'm still above 500. I would love to go a whole year over 500 in college football. If I tanked the rest of the year, would I still... You would have to go... 500? If you go 0-5... Good grief, I go. You could go 0-5 the next three weeks and still be above 500. So I you've mean, done it. 
incredible so. year by you let's hope so 37 21 and one i'm 30 28 and one that's, uh, that's still good shut up <laughs> I mean, i'm just uh, trying to soak it all in cincinnati minus 14 ecu I, I just i feel too confident about taking east carolina but i'm going to yeah i'm taking ecu here um i got a good feeling about this game i don't know if ecu will win it the, one thing i really like about this game is that and i tweeted about it earlier you have a lot of the same personnel from that 2019 game on the same on the same field, same stadium. The ECU should have won. They outgained Cincinnati like 180 yards. That was a Thursday nighter. No, it was Saturday. Saturday nighter. Mm-hmm. It was at night. It I was a nighter. CJ Johnson and Kobe Bryant. Yep, and CJ Johnson and Kobe Bryant will be going head to head. So how about this? Kobe Bryant, spelled C O B Y, is a Jim Thorpe Award finalist. Top three. He has really improved since that game. Hmm, interesting. Um, he's an NFL corner. Their other corner, Ahmad Sauce Gardner, is what he goes by. Sauce. According to Pro Football Focus, he has played 1,002 career snaps and has never allowed a touchdown. Hmm. So uh, I'm predicting that Ahmad Sauce Gardner will give his first career touchdown this weekend. To Audi Matosha? No, to C.J. Johnson and ECU wins. Or <laughs> ECU beats the cover, I should say. ECU covers. <laughs> All right. I got you were going strong there for a second. You know what? ECU's going to win the damn game. And then completely faded. All right. Uh, I go. Let's. You're going to hate the rest of these games. Why? Ohio State minus eight against Michigan in the uh, big house. I'll take Ohio State. Ohio State. Alabama minus 19 and a half at Auburn. I, I really wish Bo Nix was playing. So he's 100% out? Yeah. I think he's done for the year. Who who is their quarterback? Who's their quarterback? Now, uh, if anybody else asked me that, I would say, "Why do you care? You've never heard of him." But you follow recruiting, so you probably do know the quarterback. Um, Auburn football. Bo Nix calls out Alabama for potential officiating bias. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um, and he's probably not wrong. I'll see if I can find a name here. I go for you, T.J. Finley. He is former Boise State quarterback. Oh, did he come with Harson? I feel like Finley, or am I mixing that up? Um, or I'm thinking of Ryan Finley, maybe. <laughs> NC State. Who was who was a Boise State transfer? Okay, TJ Finley. So I'm way off. Sophomore had, from Louisiana. I'm gonna say he did not go to Boise State. He looks like he played at LSU. Based upon that background in the upper right-hand corner. He did, Steven. LSU. Um, Alabama. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I had South Carolina the other night. They beat Auburn. How about South Carolina and their season? I mean, I'm honestly shocked because there was a Texas A&M game where they like had like 16 yards of offense in the fourth quarter, and I didn't think they'd win another game. They almost gonna, lost to Bandy. I'm taking Auburn for some dumb reason here. Uh, Oklahoma State minus four against Oklahoma. Oklahoma State's favored. Bedlam. I mean, Oklahoma all day. I'll take uh, the Cowboys. They've been a good team this year. And finally, the Egg Bowl. Mississippi State is a one and a half point favorite against Ole Miss. Mississippi State that good? Eh. What is going on with these lines, man? Like, I don't. I'm not. I'm not feeling them. I think this is too easy. I'm going Ole Miss. All right, Mississippi State has beaten Kentucky. Of course, they beat NC State. Vanderbilt lost to Arizona, one at Auburn, 
and uh coming off a blowout win so they are i remembered them barely beating skipper earlier this year they lost they're to very memphis up and down. they're a weird team yeah uh so you're gonna take Ole miss i'm gonna take uh, mississippi state at home Ole miss ranked eighth that doesn't seem is right is that right i don't think they're that good something's wrong here so this whole situation smells <laughs> you know give me mississippi state um <laughs> <laughs> Nothing about this situation seems right, so I'm going Mississippi State. Oh, Miss won a big one against A&M to help them in the rankings. And they struggled with Vandy. They must have just taken last week off. All right, so you're going who? Mississippi State. All right, I am as well. All right, Stephen, uh, VIP chat. I've not read it this week yet. Well, thanks. Oh, but I did. I clicked on it, was about to, got caught up, but I do want to wish you a happy birthday. Thanks, yeah. Somebody on the VIP chat. <laughs> Clearly, you read enough of it. I know. I saw that part. Um, some guy said, how's your birthday going? <laughs> I said, well, my birthday's March 29th. So, um, yeah. But you will be accepting gifts now. Yeah, I will be accepting gifts. I, and then the guy said, oh, well, I thought we shared a birthday. I think he just did it as a... Oh, as a what self, a loser. As self-clout to say that it was his birthday. <laughs> That's not a bad move, though. Because uh, yeah, I said happy birthday in response. He got what he wanted. He a he wanted birthday him. wish from Steven Iga. You got to like pay money for that on Cameo. Yeah, I need to start a Cameo account. Uh, actually, you did charge him for that happy that birthday because he's a VIP, he's a VIP subscriber. subscriber. <laughs> That's the info that people pay for. All right. Uh, enjoyed it, Steven. We'll talk to you Friday. I'll talk to you uh, before then, but I'll talk to you in front of an audience on Friday. When are you going to talk to me before then? I'll text you and you won't respond. <laughs> you and Ronnie are really going at it in the text chat. Um, how about come out to trivia one night? Uh, we are planning to potentially come out Wednesday. This Wednesday? Like tomorrow? Uh, next Wednesday. Oh, crap. All right. See you then. Let's take a time out. We'll come back, wrap it up on a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is sponsored by Signs and Tint, Eastern North Carolina's choice for window tinting, signs, graphics, wraps, graphic design, and more. Visit Sign and Tint today at 801 Staten Road in Greenville or book an appointment online at signsandtint.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your Buccaneer scoreboard. Number 12, Houston trailing Wisconsin 40-20 to at halftime in the Maui Invitational Coming up at 7 o'clock, it'll be 14th-ranked Illinois taking on Kansas State in the Hall of Fame Classic. And uh, Game 2 of the Hall of Fame Classic will feature number 13, Arkansas and Cincinnati. That's going to tip off at around 9.30. And then, of course, the big top 25 matchup, number 1, Gonzaga, number 2, UCLA, in the Empire Classic. That is coming up tonight at 10 o'clock. And that is a look at your Buck scoreboard brought to you by the Buccaneer Music Hall. It's your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates in eastern North Carolina. They're open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night. And during football season, they have food trucks during the day. Follow the Buck on Facebook and Instagram for an updated schedule. We'll see you at the Buck. Back to you, Cliff. All right, fun show today. Thanks to Harold Varner III, Cy Seymour, Stephen Igo, Billy Weaver, Tony Dunn. Had a lot of guests in today. We got a ton of guests tomorrow, too, including a phoner with Bryce Williams. We'll talk to Eric Ward from ECU Marketing about the game on Friday. 
Troy D will be here in hour three. Wager McGee will be here, planning on catching up with Jeff Nadu, Jeff Charles, and Will Bland. Good grief. We'll try to fit them all in on a busy Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll be with you at 3 o'clock Wednesday, and we will talk to you then for Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, and Cliff Brock. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.